What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 34 of the Happy Hour here with a longtime friend of mine, Nick Evanoff, Utica Lacrosse legend, current coach of the MVCC. What's your name? Ox. Ox. Sorry. That's not me trolling. I really didn't know. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Nothing. I'm glad to be here. This is exciting for me. I'm, I'm happy, man. You know about sports, too. I haven't had this. Normally, it's a one-track thing, like somebody knows about this, somebody knows about this, but they don't know about everything. And we're going to keep off the NBA because I don't know a fucking thing about the NBA. Nor do we care about it. Um, also, I did complain before this that I did not have my – what's it called, ready? My list, and I still don't have it up. So give me one second. <laughs> um, yeah, the Sabres won last night. Did, um, did they handle Eichel well? He was uh, zero goals, zero assists, minus one. And and loudly booed, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, and uh, that's what you. So you didn't see any of it? How the game they, ended? They didn't watch any of it. Uh, it was two to one. Olafson scored with like I think three and change left. And uh, they had it, they had pulled their goalie. It was six on five, wrapped it around the net, uh, wrapped it around the back of the net. Eichel got it near the blue line. Tuck came in and picked his pocket and scored an empty net goal. Nice. Fuck out. Fuck him. That was probably the most exciting goal of the game for the face Sabres fans. Dude, it was like, that was my playoff. It was like playoff hockey. That's what my buddy, he only started watching the Sabres like 10 years ago. He's like, is this what playoff hockey is? I'm like, yeah. But you won't hey. ever get a chance. You won't get a chance to see that anytime in the near future. So you don't have to worry about it. So that is your playoff. Okay. So this is how we're starting. <laughs> Just circling looked good last night. Hmm. Actually, I heard it wasn't all him. No, it wasn't. It was a bad defensive game. I mean, it's tough for me to hate that team now like I used to. You never, But you never hated Lundquist, though. No, he's hot as shit. He's a good-looking man. You know, it's weird. He's got a twin, too, who's like – it's not one of those, like, they have the ugly twin. Like, they're both, like, super attractive. Yeah, they're, like, both good-looking twins. And Lundquist's wife came out. I'm like, of course. She, yeah, she's not ugly. I don't know why I expected her to be anything less than super attractive. Right. What are you drinking there, buddy? Proper 12? <laughs> Little John Bowman Brothers bourbon. Good for you. I can't do that yet, man. I can't just drink it. Oh. How'd practice go this morning? It was good. Uh, it was the first time we got to be outside. So, I mean, it was a little sloppy, but I expected it that way. I was just happy to be outside because we got a game in two weeks. So, it was uh... – Well, you don't have practice tomorrow, do you? Uh, no, because I don't know what kind of snow we're going to get. So yeah, the first time in like once I have plans on a Saturday, we're supposed to get like 12 feet of snow. Um, all right, dude, uh, let's start. You want to start with the Russell Wilson trade? Sure. I think out of all of the moves that happened this week, that was the biggest one. I agree. Um, I said, I, as a 49ers fan, I'm very happy to see Russell Wilson leave the NFC West. Um, I've always liked Russell Wilson. He's a dynamic player. He's always played the game right. Um, my biggest gripe with Seattle has always been Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll's a piece of shit. Um, 
I'm an Notre Dame fan, so I think he's a piece of shit. So I can't yeah. say. I, I don't know what Seattle's options are here. Drew Locke is not your option going forward. It can't be. No, and they have the what – what, they get the ninth pick? Something like – yeah, not yeah. I think that. And I said the person that I, is the, I think is the biggest loser in this whole thing, and I know he's pissed, is Noah Fant. Noah yeah. Fant's a great player, and he just got stuck in – now he just went to Seattle with Drew Locke, and uh, I think Geno Smith's a free agent. So I don't think they even have him anymore. Yeah, they're in full rebuild. They just got rid of uh, Bobby Wagner today too. Mm-hmm. Saw a meme the other day. It says, "You know, you're old. Whenever the Legion of Boom has no team, none of them are on an NFL roster right now." Well, that's right. Sherman's gone too, mm-hmm. dude. It, it's I don't know. I don't. To be honest, I don't even know who won this trade. It's. I mean, I think I would go with Denver, obviously, because it's Russell Wilson. Right, Denver. Um, they paid a lot for him, but Russell Wilson's, I think, what 33, 34. Yeah, I thought and, he was older than that for some reason. Yeah, he's got he's still got four or five good years left in him. And as long as he can said, now he's gonna have a line that can protect him more and he's gonna have um he's gonna be well coached. I mean, not I mean, not that he wasn't as I mean, as much as I hate Pete Carroll, he still is a good coach, but eh. um it, it's debatable, obviously. Yeah. But um, but he's just put himself in I mean, the the Raiders were a rebuilding team and we're starting to turn that cusp, and now they're screwed. Uh, the, Ra- the Ra- Raiders are going to go one in five in their division at best. Why? Huh? Can I say something? Gonna... I'm going to have a bad take here, and you're going to shit on me. I don't think Derek Carr's that bad. I don't either. I, Everybody I, I, shits on him. Yeah, he he's just well, he's overlooked because of the division he's in. I mean, people talk about all the quarterbacks and all this stuff. The one that excites me the most, the most dynamic player that I enjoy watching is. Is Justin Herbert? That kid can flat out play. He's a stud. I like him. He's a stud, dude. And now they just got Khalil Mack, so they're going all in this year on that. I mean, he hasn't done anything in the last two years, but now he's opposite Joey Bosa, and that's going to open him up, and he's going to be a freak again. Oh, he played for the Bears too. Like, um, but, but he was, but he was great when he was with the Raiders. But then they got rid of him, and he did nothing in Chicago because no one you go to Chicago to die. Um, I mean, I could just be saying Derek Carr's underrated because i'm a panthers fan and i personally believe we have the worst quarterback in the nfl that's not that far-fetched that's uh, because uh, obviously you know my brother's a giants fan i've seen things with daniel jones like i've seen him do something i'm like okay he maybe maybe sam darnold's just atrocious he he looked he looked so good in college he just got into that shit Adam Gase system and ruined them and he can't recover from it. And I think kind of going off the rails here, Carol, I'll, I'll talk shit about Carolina all day. Um, I think Matt rule is a terrible coach. I think his problem is, do you notice all he does is it's everybody else's fault. Got rid of Joe Brady, who he's probably going to turn uh, Josh Allen into a, a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, it's everybody else's fault. He fires this coach. He fires that coach. He throws Cam Newton under the bus. He throws other players under the bus. Like, maybe it's you, Matt. Like, first off, I hated the hire to begin with because at best he was average in college. You look at his stats, I think he was like 47 and 47 in college, which is the epitome of average. Yeah. uh, It was a questionable hire. I mean, there's there's even been a couple more questionable ones this offseason already, but, I mean, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know, man. It's just – I don't know. I, I I don't hate the move by Denver. Like, 
weird move by John Elway because Russell Wilson's not seven eight or six ten like he normally goes for. But I don't know outside of Jerry Judy, who's on their offense. Not much. I mean, I don't know if they re-signed Melvin Gordon this year. I, I don't. I don't know what, what they're going to. They're going to have to put some some package around Wilson, but they got nothing to build in the future now. They sold the house for him, so who knows? And that scares me because that gives Seattle more ammo ammo to reload too. Who is Denver's coach? Um, they just who how they just hire? Because um, it was what Vic Fangio. It was Fangio. He got let go. Um, was it who was it? Josh McDaniel? No, who who did Josh McDaniels go to? It was John Fox. No, he, no, he was there before. I'm kidding. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. That, yeah, yeah, Nate Hackett was, went there. Is he from Green Bay? No, he was. Um, yeah, he was in Green Bay. Uh, he was in Buffalo for a little bit too, I think. Um, but yeah, he was. He's been. He was the coordinator in uh, Green Bay for the last couple of years. Speaking of Green Bay, good transition right there. That was nice. Actually, that actually worked out really well. That was really good. I don't know, man. I I kind of fucking hate Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I think this was a long play for him. It's it is it and. I've always been an Aaron Rodgers guy. I said, for me, me he's, too. To, he's a top five quarterback of all time. And just because he only has one Super Bowl, he'll always be measured that way. But he's still one of the greatest there is. I wanted him back in 2005 when the 49ers took Alex Smith number one and left Aaron Rodgers sitting there to go to 25, 26, whatever the hell it was. Leave Alex Smith and alone. He almost died. I, I know. I got nothing. I, I'm not talking to him about it. I'm just saying I just wanted Aaron Rodgers more. Um, but I – I, I give him credit. He got his money. He got what he wanted. He's going to keep Devontae Adams too. And the the team that really lost out on this one is Pittsburgh really dropped the ball on this one. They were the contenders for it. I was hoping selfishly he he would come back to San Francisco and come, come home. But I mean, I'm okay with the fact that TB 12 is going to be our quarterback this coming season. So um, I, I, I can, I can sit on that one. I mean, I guess <laughs> why would you don't like Jimmy G? I got nothing against Jimmy G. Jimmy G has more Super Bowl wins than any active quarterback in the NFL right now. How many has he got? Two. <laughs> and uh, um, he said he's 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 a career like sixty nine percent winner as a starter. He's got great, but he just he goes in, does what he has to do. He's never he's not he's not going to be the reason you win or lose a game. He's, right. But I mean, we can transition here after that too, but. Indy's got to make the big play for him. Indy's the team that's got to go for him. Dude, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about Aaron Rodgers. Four years, 200 fucking million dollars, 50 million a year. That's insane. I do think he's kind of a douche, though. Um, yeah, and he's, he's 38 years old. He's not going to play all four years of that contract. He'll be done in two years. But well, here's the thing. I always used to have arguments about him and Brady. Like, I think Brady is the best, I think, I, I guess you could say champion. But for me, I think Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback because he is he is the exact like definition of making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. I mean, he has never had anything to work with. That's always Devontae been Adams is the best receiver he's ever had. Right. And which is a good thing because he is a stud. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's just been he's been so unfortunate. The fact that Green Bay's lived by this mantra of we're only going to get homegrown guys. We're not going to go out and get anyone in his entire tenure. So 
he's just he's literally yeah like you said making chicken salad out of chicken shit i mean this 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 makes their last whatever it is 12 first round picks 11 of them have been defensive players nothing to help him and the one offensive player jordan love <laughs> isn't going to have an nfl career period he is awful awful they were saying that in spring ball i say spring ball because i like notre dame um but they're saying they're saying it in uh oh jesus training camp like he just looked bad and then he played the one game and my buddy's like it was on a week's notice i'm like he's been on the team like he, he should be ready for game time action like he was horrendous he i i don't want to I mean i could be wrong here i and I spoke very, very poorly of Brett Favre towards the end of his career because he was just trying to hang on. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be the quarterback he is if he didn't sit behind Favre for three years. Jordan Love has had more time sitting behind a better quarterback than Brett Favre and still can't figure it out. Yeah, he stinks, man. Uh, There's something else I was going to say. I think I blacked out for a second. Oh, yeah, you could say all the bad takes you want because I went back in my past when uh, – who was, was it? Josh Rosen, was that his name? I was like, dude, he's the most NFL ready. Like, it's not even close. And then he was just horrendous. He started for Arizona for half a year, made the 49ers practice squad the following year, and couldn't even hang on to the practice squad position. Well, he got traded in Miami, didn't he? Who, who cares? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, I did add something to our list at the end of our football talk because I, I saw it today, and it just made me almost piss my pants. So now, again, transitioning, Carson Wentz. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. My take on this trade is who cares? I I've mean, rooted for Carson Wentz because I was like, dude, this guy's good. But he he, he he was very good. He did what he had to do in Philadelphia. He didn't he didn't get along with who was it? Doug Peterson at the time, so they got rid of him. And now he gets traded for two third round picks. And for me, looking on the other side of it, as in the 49ers perspective perspective. That drops Jimmy's stock alive. Carson Wentz is only going for a third, two thirds. I'm like, I'm thinking now if the Steelers offer just a second round pick, you got to do it. Or if Indy offers a second, whatever they, you got to take it too at this point. Speaking of the Niners, yeah, I don't really have much to say about Carson Wentz because I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't. That's all I know about him. I don't really pay attention or follow to him. I, I mean, obviously injuries kind of screwed him up because the year he got hurt, he, shit, he could have been MVP. Yeah. He, he was incredible, and then he he stinks. Um, speaking of the Niners, what are your thoughts on Trey Lance? I don't want to get into that right now. It's still a sore subject. It was one of the worst trade moves to move up for that draft pick. The kid, he they built a package for him, and he's terrified to throw the ball. He never had to do that in college. He just it was a run first quarterback, and you can't do that in the NFL. And he stinks, and I don't want him on a team. And when he's a starter, I'm going to be pissed. And I like that's all that I got to say about that. I love that you're like, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> he just went on a tangent. Hey, man, just it's like been you a know, sore, it's been a sore subject for me since last May when they drafted him. I was so mad. I'd rather have him than Sam Darnold. I I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with that. Here's my thing with Sam Darnold. Carolina, nobody like understands. Carolina has weapons. Yes. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, healthy Christian McCaffrey, three percent of the time. Like, well, yeah, that doesn't that that person doesn't exist. Do you know since he signed his contract, he's 
not even played a combined full NFL season. That's been what, three years? I think two or three years. And it sucks because, like, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about him when he was healthy this year. You watch him play, he's honestly one of the best players, if not the best player in the NFL. And it's not even close. And stupid me, two years in a row, who has drafted him in fantasy and turned around and had to trade him both times. But I got my value this year. I traded him after week two for Aaron Rodgers. So that actually worked out for me. Oh, I was going to say, how did you, when did you trade him? Yep. After week two for Aaron Rodgers. A straight up trade? Straight up trade. Great trade. It worked out for me. Um, I lost, I lost the championship because my two receivers shit the bed. But other than that, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got DK Metcalf, you got Jamar Chase. You think you're going to do well. You get to the you get to the semifinals in the, in the playoffs in week what is it fifteen and now, and they and they combine for like three catches and twenty yards. You're not going to win. That's tough luck. That's why I don't play fantasy. I just lose my money betting straight up now. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who like there's a big underdog and they'll win. I'm like, damn, I was going to bet on that. Like I should have bet fucking Buffalo last night. I put him in my parlay. I had a I had a five team parlay. My only loss was Philadelphia, not covering one and a half last night. <laughs> You're like I put him in my parlay. I bet Vegas. <laughs> I took Buffalo plus one and a half. I took him buck line. Do you see what that little shit bag said afterwards too? No. Oh. He said uh, they interviewed him and like, you know, he's like, I'm just glad it's over with. They're like, were you surprised how loud it was? And he was like, honestly, it's the loudest it's if I've I've ever heard it in seven years. All it took was seven years and for me to get traded, dude. You were a part of that shit too, like. Did it to himself. Listen, man, I haven't really talked about it because I haven't done many hockey podcasts, but I was Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel. But then the day he got traded, when he went on his little media tour where he looked like an ISIS captive doing interviews, fuck that kid. I hate that kid. <laughs> little John C. Riley looking douchebag. Alex Tuck's going to be our next captain. He is a leader of the team. He wants to be there. And they're trending in the right direction because they're not the worst team in hockey and they're not going to be playing in a 5,000-seat collegiate arena next year. So, I don't know. I Whatever. We'll talk about hockey later. Kyler Murray's <laughs> kind of a douchebag, too. Yeah. Because I – mean, go ahead. He's got the prima donna kind of arrogance. The, but at the end of the day, I mean, the kid can play. He, he's good. He can play, I think – well, I, I still wonder what would happen if he went and played baseball instead. Here's my thing with him. Like, he talks about, like, how they've done this and rebuild. Like, they've had one winning season since he's been there and an awful playoff exit. And it's not like they haven't given him weapons. You, you brought in the best receiver in the league, and, and you still couldn't get it done. And then you got – I don't know where you would put Zach Ertz, but I'd put him as a top five end – five tight end. On he's toward, he's toward, he's towards the end of his career. Hot wife, too. And uh, can you say that now? You have a girlfriend. I can still you can, you can I, still window you can still window shop. Here's the thing with shit like that. I always consider those fantasies. So it's like you're never gonna get a shot at Julie Ertz. So who cares? I'm sure you'd let her go at Henrik Lundqvist if she could. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? hundred twenty percent. If I had a girl like that didn't leave me for some guy. Um, <laughs> sorry, that, that's a happy hour thing. I make a joke <laughs> about my, my pig ex-wife all the time. Um, <laughs> but like, dude, I would let 
Henrik and his brother tag team. I don't care. <laughs> go, oh my God. go out and live your yeah but kind of, going back to kyler murray man this started the kyler murray talk <laughs> um well, i mean he's got james connor who wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the year and led the league in touchdowns when when Edmonds got hurt and i mean there's the the fact that that team can't win i mean that that goes back to coaching at that point you have every you you are I think I think Kingsbury sucks. I think he's an he, awful coach. He it's he's I don't think I don't think he's very good either. I mean, he just doesn't put them in the right situation. I, he I watched them enough this year where I know I'm like, what are you doing in the situation? I'm not a football coach by any means, but I'm still like, what are you thinking right now? Mm-hmm. He wasn't good in college in possibly out of the Power Five schools, one of the worst Power Five schools as far as football. The Big 12 is a joke. Not as big of a joke as the Big 10. Oh boy. You know what's funny? I saw, I hate, I hate people. Like, I saw a fuck Biden flag coming over. I like coming home from work. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was talking to my brother. I'm like, dude, I get it. I don't like Biden. I don't like most politicians. So I told him, I'm like, but I wouldn't like, I'm like, I hate Michigan. I wouldn't put up a fuck Michigan flag. Anthony goes, you most certainly would. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. You probably would. I 100% would. I hate Michigan. Um, I think the thing with Kyler Murray is, like, he can't. He started all this shit. He started all the drama. He got rid of all of his shit on Instagram. He got rid of the Cardinals shit on Instagram. And then he came it's, out and said, at, like, he, like, defended. Like, I, it was just weird, like, because he started all. It, also, it all comes back to the same thing. And I say same thing I tell every 18, 19-year-old college kid we talked to, even when I was back at Utica. Social media is not a bad thing, but if you use it the wrong way, it's going to kill you. Oh, it's it a terrible it, thing. It will, it will, I mean, there's good things on social media, but there are things you could just do that you can't erase the history of. It's, it's there, something you did, something you said, something you put on there that you didn't want something to see. And I said, if you don't want your mom or your dad to see something, see it, you probably shouldn't put it on there. But, well, want me to give you a funny social media story? Of course. Uh, when I started working, well, I used to work at Presbyterian Home. When I started there, I forgot the company. Do you ever hear of the company Scentbird? It's like a, uh, it's like a monthly cologne uh, thing. I used to have it. It comes in little things. You could like try out different colognes for a month. And every ad they have on Facebook is just mutants, like mutants. So they didn't say sixty percent of the time it works every time. No, they didn't. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, but I posted on there. I'm like. Man, I'd love to be in one of the castings to see what kind of mutants you got. He literally, this guy goes, I'd love to call your boss. He called my place of work to say that. <laughs> like, I, I, I respect the, the hustle. Like, yeah. And my boss, I had just started there like two weeks before that. And my boss calls me. She's like, who is this guy? I'm like, I don't know. He's from like California. I don't even fucking know the guy. I think, I think the dude, um, the guy, I don't even know. I The guy in the video might have been gay, and I don't know if he thought I was taking a shot at gay people, which I most certainly was not. Right. But, like, because you know what I mean? Like, everybody calls gay people mutants, like, you fucking ignorant shit. Right. Um, yeah, but Kyler Murray's a douche. I can't, I don't know. I can't no. stand him. No, I don't like him either, but I said, me, nothing away from his a- a- actual ability. He's, he's a very good player. He just, I don't think he... He, he, 
all this drama he brought on himself. And that's, and that's the, that's the bottom line. Exactly. Now I did hit something to the NFL talk because it made me laugh so hard at my desk at work. I'm pretty sure people thought I was having a stroke. Did you see the rumor about what Amari Cooper called Dak Prescott after their playoff loss? No. Apparently he was hot at Dak after his playoff loss. And in the locker room, he called them Black Kirk Cousins. And I laughed so hard because I think Kirk Cousins is the most overrated quarterback we've ever seen. And I have been a Kirk Cousins shit talker for years. And I think you and I both know someone who's a big Kirk Cousins fan and a big Vikings fan. I actually had to delete him off of Facebook. <laughs> because this kid would sit there, Nick. And he'd be like, you're saying Kirk Cousins isn't better than Josh Allen. I'm like, that's fucking exactly what I'm saying. You're like, that's like me coming out and saying another quarterback sucks when I'm a Panthers fan and my quarterback's Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh my You think God. Trey Lance sucks? I'll cut off my toe to have Trey Lance on my team. Take him. I don't I don't know if I can make that decision, but right. Oh, now I did not see the Amari Cooper drama, but I mean. I don't know how real it is but if it is that's one of the funnier things i've ever heard it is funny and that and, and that just makes me laugh even more because i mean everyone if you're not a dallas fan you dallas is your most hated team and, it, and they have been mine forever and i got nothing good to say about them and i don't even know why mike mccarthy would even bother stepping on the field this year he's he's not going to have a job after this year what what are you even looking for fucking horrible horrible he literally just showed he made his career from aaron Rodgers. Because notice the one terrible year he had, Rodgers was out the entire Um, I don't know. I Dallas, I'm kind of indifferent to. I think it's because as I get older, like I, one of my really good friends is a Cowboys fan. So it's like, I guess, whatever. I don't really care. Like, I don't even know if I have a rival in the NFL anymore. I just hate everyone. I just hope Ian Book becomes a starter in New Orleans. You, you even hate your own team. So, I mean, that, that's that's fair. I hate my – I actually took a year off from Carolina last year and watched you the Bills. You, you were a Buffalo fan for half the year. Yeah, and I took him to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> what happened this year? Second round bounce, right? Second? Yep. Yeah. Suck it, Bills Mafia. <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know. I, I Dude, I think the, 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 the way I always explain Kirk Cousins is he's the world's most okayest quarterback. Yeah. He said like, he's, he's – Another guy who has just endless amount of weapons, possibly the best running back in the NFL. Uh, two, two two premier receivers, and he's had two premier receivers for years because right. it used to be Thielen and Diggs. Now it's Thielen and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Holy! Speaking of Jefferson, I always think back at the fact that fucking Philly just bottled drafting him. Yep. Who did they draft? Jalen Rieger. Yeah. Who? Where's he, he from? Hit. He go to USC. Yeah, he's, and he's got stone hands. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. USC yeah. trash. Um, <laughs> I think the next topic on our list is uh, <laughs> uh oh no, NHL talk, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, we we jumped over the Calvin Ridley suspension, but no one really cares. Oh my god, no! He, I so- kind of want to talk about that because I don't know much about it. You follow, you kind of follow sports more than I do. What the at, the, at the at the end of the day, he's not the only one doing this. He's just dumb enough to put his actual name on there. 
on his on his account. And of this whole thing, I think all the memes I've seen are the best things of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. it, it's he he's he's an idiot. He tried to, he got bored and was doing something. You, all right, at the end of that, you can't bet on your own games. That's just dumb. All right, I mean. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer ever? No, not a chance. But you don't know Pete that. Rose, Pete Rose should be a Hall of Famer, and he said, "In this day, he he won't get until the day until after he dies." Yeah, exactly. Um, that see, like what you said, I agree with because I read briefly something, like where he like he was only betting like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So clearly he was just bored because it's not like he was throwing around a bunch of money. Right. I mean, yeah. and every time you bet on the Falcons, they're probably the underdog because they're atrocious my favorite one was that he bet fifteen hundred dollars to lose 11.1 million or whatever it was i i laughed my ass off at that one uh he's from alabama right yeah yeah he's not that smart either probably i'm not a betting man very much but he's probably not that smart probably not that smart um hockey talk nick this is your year man you guys are gonna win the cup you know they're not and that's and that's the part i mean there's it's a good team i mean this is the Chris Kreider everyone's been looking to see for a long time. Yeah, goalie yeah. running piece of shit. Uh, it, it's no, I don't, I don't hate him. Like I don't actually, I don't really hate any Rangers. It's, I mean, they're so, they're solid and they're solid in that. I mean, take away last night, just Thurkin couldn't catch stop a beach ball last night. But yeah, I mean, everybody was, gets one though, dude. Right. I mean, it, come trade deadline coming up, they need to make one big move. It's what do you got to be for? Huh? What do you need? Like a goal scorer? They need a indeed someone on the wing or they need a defenseman. All right. And I did a little research, stuff like that. I mean, they're a playoff team. There's no doubt about it. They're they're in, I think they're right now, I think they'd be the five seed right now, whatever it is. Um they're yeah, not a, they're not a Stanley Cup, they're, they're not a Stanley Cup contender. Right I think Buffalo's like eighth, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I sat there and I looked at some stuff that I thought people that you, you might go after, they're a little older. But if you're all in for the team this year, which I think you are, because it's you don't know what's going to happen next year with the free agency, you go look at someone who you've played a lot against in the past few years, see if you can get Claude Giroux to waive his no-trade clause. Is he still in I'm, Philly? He's still in Philly. He's 34 now, I think. Because they're um, awful. They're, they're, they're terrible. And said they cost me 300 bucks last night, but I'm not um, talking about that. Speaking of Philly, I I don't know who their GM is, but their signing this week was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Did you see they signed the kid they traded for from Buffalo, Ristolainen? Oh, yeah. They gave him like five years, too, or something like that. Five five sheets a year? Yeah. Yep. I looked up his stats. He has one goal, 12 assists, and he's a minus 11 in 49 games. He is – Oh, my, I love it. I love it. And if, if the Rangers go the other way, they want to go someone defensively, someone who's a, a leader, he's been around the league for a long time. Keith, yeah. I think you go go look at Seattle, grab a Mark Giordano, get a big time defenseman. He's he's older too, but if you if you need something, you need someone to pair back there that that can be and give you 22, 23 minutes a game steady. Let and, me throw out a name. Fill the thrill. Phil Kessel. He, older, he's built like us, but he so just scores round? goals. So he's round? He just scores goals. He does. He, he's he, covered another a lot cheap, he covered a lot cheaper price. 
I don't know. I think he makes a lot of money. But I think he's a free agent next year, so he'd be a runner player. Right. Um, I will do you a favor as far as playoffs go. I will not root for the Rangers. Oh, so that that now now they're now they got a chance to win the, the at least the Eastern Conference. Now they're in contention. Yeah, now they're a contender now. How tickled are you that the Islanders are just dog shit? Oh, they they were so hyped up, and and the fact that they can't do anything right is just comical. Well, you know my brother's a Rangers fan, so I, I've been saying this for years. Their style of play, I'm like, it's not going to last. Like, it can't last. Because they've been winning all – they have a good goalie now. I think was it Sorokin? Just Thurkin. No, 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 the Islanders, the Islanders. Oh, um – Is it Sorokin? I forget his name. One moment. Uh, I, I think it, I, yeah, yeah, I think it's Ilya Sorokin, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. I, I think he's a good goalie. But prior to that, they've literally been winning games with average goalies. They are the most boring team in the NHL to watch. And I'm yeah. happy they suck. Plus, uh, one of my buddies I used to work at Utica College with, he is an insufferable Islanders fan. So they're the only re- obviously, I don't really give a shit about the Islanders. I'm a Sabres fan. But they are insufferable. He's insufferable. And he's a Michigan fan. I should gut him. Like, he is the worst. Why were you friends with him, then? I don't know. You got to take him as you can get him. That's fair. Same reason I married my wife. I settled. You want to hear the good quote I told somebody at work? Uh, she's, (laughs) she's, She's engaged. Young kid. She's like, she talked about him. She's like, yeah, Austin. I'm like, what if he leaves me? I'm like, dude, I'm catering her wedding in August. I'm like, dude, I've met off. <laughs> Why is that funny? You're catering your ex-wife's wedding? No, 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 no. This one of my employees. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I, I missed something there. No, no. <laughs> if I catered her wedding, I'd just take a dump on all the plates. <laughs> um, so she's like, the girl goes, her, her fiance's name's Austin. She's like, what if he leaves me? I'm like, hey. I met Austin. He's out kicking his coverage right now. He ain't leaving. She's like, you think so? I'm like, sometimes you bat out of your league, Morgan. I'm like, look at my ex-wife. She couldn't handle the big, so she left. I'm like, now she's gonna be a now she's gonna be an A-ball player the rest of her life. <laughs> she's, a, she's a single A player the rest of her life. Sometimes that's how you make your living, and it is what it is. You bat three, you bat four hundred in the single A's. Oh. It's not easy to get a call up to the show. Ask your girlfriend. Yeah, I know. She's hitting in the majors now. Well, I am. Yeah, it, you're. Yeah, she's basically playing in like a wooden bat league in the summertime. Uh, uh, I would like to touch on that though. It's nice to see you happy for once. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're like, how you doing? I'm like, hanging on, barely <laughs> hanging on. That clip's right there, but I, I'm, I'm not over it yet. No, I'm just kind of a whore right now, making my rounds. That's not nothing wrong with that. Everyone needs those stages in life. This is like my third one. Um, you don't need that stage when you're 35, though. Um, let's see, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brittany Griner's being detained in Russia. I'd say they can keep her. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say anything bad about her because she kicked the living shit out of me. Um, so could I. Well, that's true too. I but, doubt it. I read today that she's been detained for like three weeks. So like before all this shit happened, she was already 
yeah. locked up for a week. And Russia's not a place I'd really want to be locked up right now. Here's my thing with that situation. Like, you got to, like, use your fucking head, dude. I know it's only a vape pen, but you had whatever it was in there. Like, dude, it's Russia. Like, be smart, you big dumb animal. Yeah. And you did say dude, so I, I get you. Yeah, not yet. Um, Nick, let's talk one of my most hated things in the world right now, Syracuse basketball. Oh, why do you want to ruin the night? I actually saw one of my buddies had a good Facebook post a couple weeks ago. It was like, it was like, that's cute and all that. You got to coach your kids, but can we move on now? I've been saying it for five, six, seven. I, I don't even know how many years. However long Mike Hopkins has been at Washington. They uh, will not be – they're not going to be good again until Jim Beheim is gone. About line. five years. Bottom line, until Jim Beheim is gone, that team will not be good anymore. Because uh, my father-in-law was actually uh, really good friends with Hopkins' father, yeah. and he told him – he texted him or called him that day. He's like, hey, watch the news at X time. There's something going on. He, he screwed Hopkins, dude. He screwed Hopkins. <laughs> And, and if, if I'm Mike Hopkins, I, I don't care what happens when Jim leaves. I'm not coming back. Nope. But that's nope. the thing. I think if we make a hire, it's got to be out of the program. Because I don't, don't think – Okay, as, as long as you didn't say Jerry McNamara, no. I wasn't going to slap you through this screen. That was going to be my next statement was I All don't right. want to so, see McNamara. You, you know who no- I want to see? And pe- people may hate him, may like him. Bernie Fine. No, oh, everyone liked his wife. Um, I don't know about him. Wait, what? What <laughs> happened with him? I don't, I don't know. She was she was sleeping with a bunch of the players, and he caught wind of it, and then they just parted ways. She's seventy. That's oh, an not a question. <laughs> I don't know. Oh Christ, no! Oh, forget it. Sorry, I just looked it up. Oh, you just looked it up. She looks like she's on an episode of Real Housewives from New Jersey. Nope. Good God. Who do you want to see? Coach K? Rick Patino. Go get Rick Patino. He started his career in Syracuse as Bayheim's assistant. He's got it made at Iona right now. He's making a million a year running that league. Go bring him back. You yeah, want to get some big names? You want to get some big time names back in, in Syracuse? Go get Rick Patino. Is any kind of a dirt bag? You know what? Get a dirt bag. I don't who care. Is what in that? I'm not. You know, who's a, you know, it's a dirt bag, and I can't stand Joe Girard. Let's go there. Why? He sucks. Oh, he plays well in games that mean nothing on the New York State tour. You put him in an ACC game that means something, which, by the way, the ACC is atrocious right now. But we'll get into that later on. Um. Can I make a, a statement? I think you're going to feel the same way. I think overall, yes, Bayheim won a national title, but I'd give 75% of it to Carmelo Anthony. If, if Bayheim's not there, they still win the national title. Um, I think Jim Bayheim is possibly one of the most overrated coaches ever. I've, I've gone and viewed a couple of Syracuse basketball practices back – I and mean, we're talking 10, 15 years ago. How much did you but hate your life? He sits there and rides a bike during practice, a stationary bike, while Mike Hopkins coached his ass off and did everything. Jim Beheim sat there and rode a stationary bike with a whistle around his neck 
and just blew it once in a while and then got off the bike and came over and did a couple coaching. Well, who do you think got mellow? It wasn't Bayheim. Oh. And that's and that's what killed us losing Mike Hopkins because we can't recruit for shit. No, Mike Hopkins is a phenomenal recruiter. Said he did a good job his first couple of years pulling some of those big time Rochester guys and big time New York City kids, getting them out to Washington. But now, I mean, it's kind of, he's struggling there now, and it is what it is. But like, look at I know his career didn't end up well in Duke. Uh, the kid from CBA there years ago, Greg Paulus. You couldn't pull in Greg Paulus, who's literally in your fucking backyard. He's in the, he's at Niagara now, and he's doing a nice job. He's a head coach, isn't he? Yeah, at Niagara. Yep he he got it whenever all the things went down with Beeline's kid. It, it's just I, well, that's what my buddy posted on Facebook. He's like, Syracuse, can we recruit some athletes? I'm like, you want to go in upstate New York to fucking play for some 80 year old crusty ass booger picker murderer? No. Can I, can that, I that, that escalated quickly. Can I tell you a secret? When I saw the fact that he like killed that guy, I'm like, this is it. We got a new coach coming. Damn. No, he uh I mean it stinks, but I mean speak. I mean, speaking of upstate New York talent, I think Samir Tor- Samir Torrance is a good player. I mean, the kid from Sarah, he's good. Unfortunately, he's not he's gonna be coming off the bench next year, but like Gerard and Jesse Edwards are going to be locked into starting spots. And you, and he's got a couple of good freshmen coming in. The Brown kid's going to be very good. But I think Samir Torrance, they looked – even against Duke yesterday, he looked good in that game. I think he's a good player. I'm going to make a statement. You might agree with me. I think Buddy Beheim's going to get a shot in the NBA. I'm done. I'm leaving. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Uh, he can I was, shoot, dude. So, so uh, in my fantasy football league group message, they were all all preseason. They were stroking him. And I said, they're like, oh, he's definitely a lottery pick. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't say that. I didn't even say he'd get drafted. I said, I said, that kid is not going to get drafted. They said he's a definite first rounder, possibly a lottery pick. I said, no chance. I said he can't. He can shoot. That said, he can't create. He can't dribble. He can't rebound. He can sit on the wing and pull up and hit a shot. If he was a consistent scorer, he would get drafted. But he's not. If he in the NBA, if he bring, and this is our NBA talk and the extent of it for the evening, if he brings the ball inside the three point line and goes to the hoop, that shit's getting sent to the third row. Minimum. Well. You, you remember the year they marched to the final four? I want to say maybe 16. Yeah. Who the hell was the kid? He ended up getting drafted by the Nets in the first round. He just – they played the number one seed. West Virginia Johnson. maybe? Who? What, was it West Johnson? No. Shit. They played Virginia. It was it was the Elite Eight against Virginia. Um. Shit, but he took that game over. Uh, let's see. Yeah, basketball roster. I, yeah, it was 2016. Um, uh, as soon as I Jer- say it, you're going to know. He was number Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant? No, it was after them. Uh, let's see. Damn. This is going to piss me off. It, was it Dewan Coleman? <laughs> It was not. I can tell you that for sure. It was not DeJuan Coleman. Wasn't he there for like 15 years? 
I mean, he's he's but he's got to be at least 52 by now. Yeah, definitely. He was there for and it was always like Jeremy Grant's healthy this year. I'm like, OK. As soon as you hear the name, same with me, you're going to be like, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of who it might be. Malachi uh, Richardson. Oh, Malachi. That he, wasn't that wasn't 2016. That was more recent than that. No, it was 2015, 2016. Really? Yeah, because that was the year uh, – because they played Virginia on Easter, and that was the year my father passed away. And I remember watching it with him, like, he took that game over, and we don't have anybody on the team that could do that. No, and, and it's – and they don't, and they're not going to because Beheim doesn't recruit. He just no. goes, on, goes on their name. They need Fab Mello. That, that was kind of messed up. You shouldn't say that. What? Oh, my God. Oh. I forgot he died. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yep, take your hat off. Yeah, you better say a prayer for that one, you jerk. I'm going to hell anyways. Like, but... Well, yeah, it just, you just made the road a little quicker, though. Oh, my. T's and P's. T's and P's. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, I don't. Now I don't know I don't I I don't watch college basketball as much as I used to. I don't either, but I still follow it. though, I gotta say, I don't. To be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you the number one team in the country. Gotta be yeah, Gonzaga. Right? Gotta be Gonzaga right now. Yeah, probably because they play in the like southern, western, Midwest region or some bullshit conference, right? Where they're it's toughest. Just, it's, it's them and St. Mary's, and that's it. Yeah, and St. Mary's is average. Um. I don't know, like I don't know who's gonna win the national championship. I have no idea. As long as it's not Michigan, I really don't care. Well, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be Jawan Howard, and then that's just. But but with that though, Why, I mean, fucking crazy person. That's that part part of it. But the Big Ten right now is the best conference in college basketball. They're gonna get at least eight, probably nine teams into the tournament. How about which is where, Go ahead. where the ACC used to be? ACC is a joke now. ACC's going to be lucky to get five in this year. How about Wisconsin winning that big game and then they lost the Rutgers? Well, like I said, once we started talking about this and I started doing a little research. Or Nebraska, sorry, not Rutgers. Yeah, no, I know, I know, yeah. But, like, Gonzaga's got a lock for going to be a top, the top seed probably. They're going to be a Final Four team. And a team that is a borderline number one, but they played themselves out of it today because they unspeakably lost was Auburn. They lost today. And Who's their coach? Is their coach Bruce Pearl? I don't remember who their coach is now. It might still be. I don't know. Fuck if I know. I mean, Jabari Smith there, he, he's going to be the number one draft pick in the NBA draft. The kid's a stud. He's 6'10", 6'11". He can play one through five. He can play any position you want. But the team I like, I mean, it's not to say no one's talking about them, is that because they're going to be the number one seed is – Arizona, that's my pick for the national championship this year is Arizona. They they get their they got six guys, seven guys that are shooting over like 35% from beyond the arc. They're they're hit everyone on the team can hit a three when they need it. Um the Benedict Matherin kid, he's a top five pick in my opinion. The, they're just they're good. And that's Arizona is always around there, but this year I think is is the year that they get back to that that spot. I think the thing with Arizona is it all depends on how healthy Mike Bibby is going in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Mike Bibby, he he, he might still have a, a shot or two there. I like that we brought up Mike Bibby and he doesn't even fucking play in the NBA anymore. 
Are oh, you sure about that? Are, are, are you sure about that? Does he? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but um, my one of- pick, though, my one pick, I will say, because I have seen him play twice, is the Patriot League champion Colgate Raiders are going to win a game in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be like a 14 or a 15, but they're going to knock off that two or three seed. Did they beat Syracuse? Who does? Who didn't? I haven't Florida watched more than seven minutes of Syracuse basketball this year. Florida State didn't beat Syracuse. That's about all I can tell you. The only team that didn't beat them, they got beat by 96 yesterday. I'm legit, like, almost to the point of Syracuse, like, being like, I don't want to watch them until Bayheim's gone. Yes, exactly. Um, they're not going to be good until he's gone. Fucking speaking of college sports, literally on the verge of buying a PS5 this year because college football is coming back. Me and Mario, your buddy, have talked about it previously. Notre Dame's not even in the goddamn game. They're not? They didn't sign the NIL agreement. <laughs> what? Listen, I, I was talking – my two college roommates and I, in our group chat, we talk about college football all the time. The three of us in our suite in college each had our PS2, had NCAA football probably at that time, 04, 06, whatever it was. You you fast forward to the season. All you do is you do the recruiting. That's all you care about in those games. Dude, the recruiting was so fun. It was so fun. You don't even give a shit about playing the games. You just want to do the recruiting. So fun. Dude, I just want Marcus Freeman to win a national championship. It's – and I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but I don't want to ruin your evening, but it's not. He's recruiting the balls out of that program right now. And plus – he doesn't have to do any stupid ass dances like that fucking dumb shit in LSU. Fuck him. <laughs> that was your boy for a while. You liked that hire, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, Nick, but now I don't. He's burned bridges <laughs> that can't be built back. He's gonna, Jesus will forever tainted. He's going to go to sleep at night knowing Pat Tarnacki hates it. I, I'll never forget the night he left. I was on the, I called somebody and uh, I don't, I was my brother and my buddy drew. And like, before they picked up, I'm like that fucking piece of shit. And they pick up the phone. They're like, what? I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, didn't he meet, didn't he meet with the team at like 6am then get on a plane right after or something for like, like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I See love you. Marcus Freeman. I think uh, it's a good if, hire. It's a good hire. If he wins a national championship, I swear to God, Nick, I would take a bullet for him. And you know me. You know I'm not joking. You're not joking. That's the sad part. Not to bring him up, but a certain former coach we know is up there being like, he that psychopath would take a bullet for him. <laughs> Remember when I used to give you free subway? <laughs> I just talked about that a little while ago. Oh, I tell everybody that story. Especially because no, when you told me, you're like, I did the numbers on it once. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it said, me and Parnell would eat there four days a week, and, and and we'd pay for one of them. I said, you do the numbers on that? It's, it's I'd it's say like, average you pay for maybe three to four a month. That's fair. Yeah, it's about once a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the sign we used to have up on the door that said, like, best sales for the week? <laughs> you know we only made, like, you know we only made, like, 300 bucks, right? <laughs> I believe it. 
Because then Gil got on the train. Then Saint, everyone got on the train. Oh, yeah. They were all on it. And I'm like, hey, guys. Anybody who came in, I was like, I'm like, you're good. Don't worry about it. I'm like, you want a soda too? <laughs> it was fun. I had a good time there. Did I ever tell you when I left there, I sent, uh, I gave my boss a card that said, sorry for your loss. I did not know that. Somebody's like, you burned that bridge. I'm like, that's fine. I can't. Who was it? My boss. Was it Damien? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stroke. All right, Nick. Let's talk. I, I think something you and I bond on a lot. Wrestling talk. Let's talk fucking wrestling. Yeah. Get our 12-year-old inner child back out. How fucking hard are you that Stone Cold's coming back? It's um, it's exciting. I mean, in the same time, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be a, such a letdown, but I'm still kind of excited. Okay, I was wondering if you were like me, because like, I'm not kidding. I'm crazy. So like, the last three days, I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like, what are they gonna have like a match? Or are they just gonna like, I don't know? Because I could also see. Go ahead. He can't wrestle a match. There's no way. Neither can The Undertaker, but they've been dragging his ass out there for 50 years. Don't you talk bad about him. I don't hate The Undertaker, but I think he probably should have stopped a while ago. He found a way to wrestle at least once a year. Stone Cold hasn't done it since you and you were in diapers. No, shut up. I wasn't that young. Yeah, I'm your Yeah, you were, you, were, you were 20. You were still in diapers. Yeah, it's – no, I wasn't even – I was younger than that. I think he said like 19 years, or did he say 15? Yeah, 19 years. You're right, yeah. Shit, that's crazy. So I was – my math's terrible. I was 16? Yep. How old were you? Diapers. Like, how old are you, like 28? Wow, that's messed up. I'm only I'm, I'm only going to be 37 this summer, man. Relax. You don't look older than 35, dude. Thanks, I appreciate it. You look great. Um, I don't know, dude. I, to be honest with you, like going back to The Undertaker – I thought the thing they did was that two years ago with Styles, I thought that was incredible. That was to take the situation that they had with the pandemic and having to be creative about it, making almost like a movie out of it. Yeah. It was unreal. It was so good. And it's so it, good. It gave the Undertaker less risk of being injured. Less risk. I mean, minus the fact that he put his arm through the window of a car and like had like arterial bleeding. They had to, Go refilm it again, but it's Dude, uh, it's the Undertaker. He's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. But it um, was uh, it was it was really, really, really well done. I and actually a great, saw and a, and a great way to send him off in his career. Do you ever see those like Instagram videos that just pop up randomly? I saw one. It was like the saddest moment in wrestling, and it showed like the fucking match against him and Roman Reigns, where where he like ran against the ropes a hundred times before he speared him. That that match was not him at his prime, and Roman Reigns literally. There was a three year span there where he, you could arguably say, he had three of the worst WrestleMania main events ever. The yeah. Triple H one was terrible. The Undertaker one was terrible, and I'm did he go against Brock Lesnar by himself one year? 34 because this is the third time which is crazy because yeah. i feel like you and i are going to be 50 one day and it's going to be like hey roman reigns and seth rollins are headlining mania but god damn it oh it's um i mean he he is he's the biggest attraction in the company right now there's no denying that but 
He's the biggest what? He just, he's the biggest attraction in the company. There's, it, it is what it this is. This is the best work of his career. He's do. He plays this position. He plays this heel heel job phenomenally, and they're gonna do something stupid and mm-hmm. turn him face face at some point, and it's gonna ruin him again. And well, they do that gonna, with everything. Look at uh, whatever the last pay per view was. I thought the Rollins match with him was incredible, and then it ended stupid. I don't know what WWE is doing. They're not building any new stars. I think, to me, I don't know how you feel. I think NXT is fucking unwatchable. It's, it's awful. It used to be so good. It was and the best. It was the best wrestling product for me. It, it it was even whenever AEW came out, NXT was still the best wrestling product. Yeah. And now it has been flat out ruined. I think what's his and, name sucks. Brown Breaker. I don't think he's good. No, I, I I honestly I haven't watched NXT in probably six months. Um, I did just see that Dolph Ziggler won the title. What um, are we doing? Like, yeah, I, I I I don't know, but it's. It's it's not a watchable product, and I mean, I I attribute part of that. I mean, nothing you can say about Triple H's health concerns and his heart issues he had, and he had to step away. But Vince Vince had a gold a golden chance there to just build that, and he just ruined it. And then he just changed the entire product. Everybody who was from the black and gold brand is gone. They're gone, except for Champa. That's it. I said he he he's remained true, and I said he's. He, he's one of he's almost like the OG of it now at this point where he he's gonna keep doing what he can to keep it afloat yeah and he so he took the fall to Ziggler the other night but I mean from what I read Ziggler's just gonna give the title back to Breaker soon so it's just I don't know I don't understand it I don't know Braun Breaker I think he's just generic I think he's literally a combination of his dad and his uncle that's it he talks like his uncle he looks like his dad like that's it I don't NXT. I, I haven't like watched wrestling as much as I used to. Right. Me, but it, I used to at least watch the pay-per-views for NXT. Now I don't even give a shit. Oh yeah. I don't even watch. Yeah. That's exactly it. NXT. I just don't, I just read about it. I don't even sit and watch it anymore. Well, I'm just a loser. So on Wednesdays I'll be like, Oh, uh, AAW's on. It's either that or watch the Sabres get shit pumped by 10 against Detroit or some shit. So well, I'll watch Detroit- that. Well, if Detroit's gonna get, if the Sabers are gonna let up ten goals, Detroit's gonna let up twelve because they they can't stop a cold in that. I tell you what, going back to hockey, goddamn Craig Anderson stood on his fucking head last night to get his three hundredth win, and it was awesome. I loved it. They shoved it up Michael's hoop. Hoop. Going back to wrestling, <laughs> what um, do you think is gonna happen with Cody Rhodes? I've been going back and forth on this. There's I mean, another name I want to bring up after Cody Rhodes. I didn't put it on the list, but it just came into my fucked up head. I I really thought that Cody Rhodes was going to be the one to answer Edge's challenge. I really did. Um, and surprisingly, I'm actually I'm actually pretty happy with the direction they went. Okay. They're they're giving Styles a great match. They turned Edge heel again, which Edge is a better heel than he is face anyway. Oh, he's a, such a fucked up heel. I love it. Yep. Um, and but with Cody Rhodes, I I read, I read even earlier today that it's not that his deal with WWE is fizzling. He that Ring of Honor is still in play. Um, Who but, is owned by AEW? Now. Correct. And there's one name right now that is such a big name. That is not on the WrestleMania card 
that still makes me think that Cody Rhodes is coming to WWE? Who is it? Is he active? Yes. Seth Rollins have a match? Seth Rollins, that's exactly Dude, it. He just he does I don't not even have, watch. I don't even watch WWE. Maybe once a month. He doesn't have a match. Those two have history. He Do they? Oh, they, they yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yep. And and you can't Seth Rollins is not going to be left off the WrestleMania card. It's just not going to happen. Can, can I be honest about Seth Rollins? I don't think he gets enough love. He's out kicking his coverage. Is that what you're going to say? Dude, how about her having a kid and looking better than she did before? She's got to get that tush going, though. It's not much there anymore. But no junk, in, no junk in the trunk anymore. I think Seth Rollins is top five, top ten wrestler in the world, and I don't think he gets enough love for it. He doesn't because he uh, this little Messiah character he had for six, eight months, whatever it was, was such a low point in his career that people just are pissed off at him right now. You bring back. I kind of liked it. Stop talking. You bring back Shield Rollins. Joke. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be kicked off in a second. That's fine. You <laughs> you bring back the Seth Rollins that turned on Ambrose or Moxley now and Reigns. That's the character that he needed to portray and stay with it. Not this Savior Messiah person or whatever the hell he is now trying to be Kevin Owens's friend. Okay, I think. I- I kind of agree with you. I do think he's an incredible heel. Yes. Like when he came out to the Shield song, dressed in Shield gear against Roman Reigns, I thought it was amazing. Baller move. Great but move. About Cody, I also read somewhere where they could almost do like an invasion thing with ROH and AEW. I, I, I read also too that I think it's still too early to say this, but the only reason WWE is going to try to sign him is they want to put him in the Hall of Fame this year, too. Seth Rollins? Cody Rhodes. That would be so fucking stupid. Yes, I Because his WWE career, I think Cody's a good wrestler. I don't his think... Du- his, his WWE career sucked. Thank you. I don't think he was the big guy like AEW portrayed him as. You know what I mean? Uh, I think no, he's he okay. Was- I think that steady run of the mill guy, his, his low point was the stardust character, but we tag teamed with his brother. Um, they did, they did great work, but he just, that, that character was terrible, but him, I, him, he's technically, he's as fundamentally sound as they come. I think his last promo on AEW sucked. Like when he, he tried going like kind of heel with like Sammy Guevara. And I thought it was, fucking terrible um i don't know dude i can't i don't know where he's gonna go another guy i wanted to ask you about johnny gargano what the fuck is he gonna do another guy out kicking his coverage oh he's not bad looking but but she's really good looking she is um i don't don't think he just had the baby they just had the baby Right. I think. And I, mean, I always she, said, I don't think he's going to do anything until the baby's born. Right. She's, she's done. She, she won't go back, but he's going to do something because it's, he's, it's in his blood. To, it's he's born. He was born to do it. The kid said he's very, very talented. He doesn't um, put on a bad match either, man. 
No. There's some guys that are just very, very just naturally gifted. I mean, you, you, I'm sure you know my top guy still to this day, and he still gets shit on is Finn Balor. Finn Balor is one of the best all-around guys in the league and in, in, in the company. Yeah. And they just, they just slapped the U.S. title on him just to give him something. He's, he's a main event caliber talent, and they just keep him low mid-card. Ricochet is starting to get a little bit of a push. but Do we not talk enough? But the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title are irrelevant now. It doesn't even matter. Like, you know me, Nicholas. I've been hard up for Finn Balor for years. Me too. He's always been my guy. And just to watch him get relegated to lower mid-card. And I liked when he went back to NXT because Ciampa was still there. Gargano was still there. The Cole was still there. I thought they were going to keep that brand going. And then it got gutted and he gets back up and just shit back on the lower mid-card again. But he's, he's, a main event, he's a main event talent. Adam Cole, legitimately, another dude who literally might be one of the best wrestlers in the world. And is and is now getting wasted in another company. Also, another dude who's out kicking his coverage because I love Britt Baker so much. Even with a face paint? She can put out whatever she wants on her face. <laughs> I love her. I think... Oof, man on. I would do unforgivable things to that girl. Um, consensually, consensually. Um, even even non consensually, you would do. No. Um, I don't. Did you watch the AEW pay per view? The last one. Yeah. Revolution or whatever. No, I didn't. I, dude, it was just so. Year thirty-seven. You said or thirty-six. I'll be thirty-seven in June. Yeah. Thirty-five. Dude, it was like 10:30. There were two or three matches left and I'm like, I I can't I can't make it. Like I think some of the things that there's definitely like I think I would rather watch AEW than Raw. As far as if I'm just watching wrestling. But I I I, I watch AEW here and there. I mean, I I haven't watched SmackDown in probably 2-3 months. Raw, I'll catch probably once every other week or something like that, a couple hours. But if I remember, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'll watch it. Like, oh, yeah, SmackDown's on in what 40 minutes now at this point, but yeah, who cares? Shit. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I, the one thing I will say about AEW, um, I mean, it's not good or bad, but just something I've seen recently the Hardys just need to stop wrestling, period. Just okay. give it up, just um, give it up. Jeff Hardy just debuted the other night, remember? Yep. Just yep, stop. Yep. When just he, stop. When he came back, he hit like an overhand right on whoever the fuck he hit. And I was like, whoa, that was awful. Like, he's slow. He's old. Same thing with Jericho. I think Jericho should stop. Yeah, Jericho shredded. But, like, dude, I think who's the dude he just fought? Eddie Kingston? Yeah. I think Eddie Kingston fucking sucks, dude. I think he's awful. He dog shit promos. He's he took he took his shirt off in that match. I was like, no, nobody. It was I, like, do you, do you do you watch Parks and Rec? Listen, yes, I I we'll, we'll get more into that later, but yes. Did you ever see the episode where Andy was like training to go running, and he took his shirt off? That's what that's what fucking Eddie Kingston looks like. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, it's so hot, yeah. 
It's so bad. No, it's – I mean, I, I get it. The AEW was the new hot product, and the guys that were a little disgruntled from Vince wanted to go somewhere. Right. But I'm not seeing the huge difference anymore that you saw originally. I do love Hangman. I think he's fucking awesome. He's very good. He's very good. Um, um, I think another dude, I think Kenny Omega is one of, if not the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you that one. Um, another dude, he just puts on matches, dude. He's just a fucking horse. He's, he's, I, an I, old, he's a little older, but he's still Which I didn't done. know. Speaking of which, Sting, just stop. Just stop. What Did you see that segment with Hardy? He was literally sitting in the corner doing nothing. Yes. Like someone, one of the guys came over, he was sitting down on the ropes, and he hit the dude while he was sitting on the ropes. Like, I love Sting. I've always been a huge Sting guy. Me too, but just stop. At this I point. didn't want to see Sting when he was 60. No. And I'm not, I don't know about the other dude that he comes out with, Darby Allen. Dar- he, he's, he's good. The kick of, he, he's, he's talented. I, I don't have one feeling towards him one, one way or the other, but he's, he's got talent. Uh, I Finn mean, Balor's still my guy. Yes, mine too. My number um, one in my heart. Oh, I mean, but Adam Page, like, dude, I fucking love Adam Page. He's probably got a horse hammer on him too. That helps. I wouldn't know. What? I wouldn't know. Oh, you're being modest again, Nick. I don't know. (laughs) Speaking of that, I want to talk about WrestleMania quick before we get into Rankum, which I got to think of a new topic because Rankum is my old show. I got to think of something new. Um, WrestleMania is turning out to be a shit fest this year, dude. Stop with the Logan Pauls. Stop with the fucking Johnny Knoxvilles. Just put on good wrestling matches. That's all I want to see. I agree. Um, I and think the Paul they're... family is my most hated family. Really? Next to the Evanoffs. Well, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, there's a there's at least one good one in there. It's not me or my sisters. My mom's pretty cool. I heard Barb's a saint. She is. She probably um, you dumb shits. Yeah, I know. I don't. I I don't. The one thing I actually would have been moderately interested in is the rumor was that when McMahon went on the McAfee show, is that those two were going to have a little spat and they would fight at WrestleMania. McAfee, another one. They're pushing but, but, this Austin Theory, and then you put him against Pat Mac. I love Pat Mac. I hate Austin Theory. So do you? I think he's a good wrestler. No, I can't stand him. All right, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Johnny Knoxville doesn't belong there. There's no reason to have that. Um, Speaking of Johnny think, Knoxville, he's going against Sami Zayn, who is another wasted talent. I have been blowing him for years. He's such a good wrestler. But the you know, Sammy the, Zane, go the Sami Zayn Cesaro NXT matches were some of the best matches you'll see in the last 20 years. Incredible. Yeah. And you know what the shitty thing is? Like, you know how he's like this woke character? Yeah. I don't think it's a character, dude. Like he's been doing this shit on Twitter for like four years. Like he's yeah. he's such a psychopath. Like he's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. It, Mania, like I just looked at the matches this week. It doesn't really do anything for me. No, I mean, right now you're it, 
I don't understand why every year at WrestleMania they're always pushing some sort of triple threat match or some shit like that. Who gives a shit about a triple threat match for the women's tag team title? Just pick two teams and put them up against each other and let it go. Who and the you fuck got, are the women's tag champs? Um, is still Zelina and Carmella? Uh, I think yeah, I believe yeah, yes, it is. They and fucking suck. They're yeah. awful. Neither one, neither one of them can wrestle. Carmella, I used to think was hot, but now for some reason the fact that she's snogging Corey Graves totally turns me off. And the fact that she was with the other, what the hell is his name? The big dude big, before. Big ass. Big cast. Big cast. Yeah. Zelina, <laughs> she's awful too. Like her character sucks. And speaking of women, Alexa Bliss, can she drop that gimmick now? Bray Wyatt's been gone. Like, have her wrestle. Or just have her look like her normal self and every, every guy in the world will be happy. Yeah. I'll pre-come. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to get into the rank in two seconds, Nick. I got to run downstairs and grab a beer. I'm going to pause right. this for two seconds. One. All right, Nick. Sorry, I had to pee and grab a beer. Um, I did we're too. We're going to do rank them this week, buddy. First time right. in a while, and I'm really excited for it because I know, unlike other co-hosts, you do your research, research, research. There you go. There you, you ever go. listen to the one podcast where I was like absolutely fucking throttled? It was early on. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> my former co-host was like, yeah, I don't get out till 12. I'm like, that's fine. So I took a nap at like nine, woke up at 10, took a shower and just got fucking wasted. And yeah, I, I think the that. whole episode, I just kept going, I'm fucking wasted right now. Um, Nick, this week we're ranking the top five biggest fictional dirt bags in tv and film yep and you are my guest maybe my full-time co-host moving on from this week <laughs> you go first you know i gotta be honest i misread it and i got really excited i thought it was a top five fictional sports characters hey we can but, do that someday um so we want to do i just go number five keep swapping fives no, just go. I, I we just go wherever. I normally start at one and go. All right, no, my number one most hated. I think I might know where you're gonna go. I did hey. tell you it was. I did tell you it was a sports character. Okay, I don't know where you're gonna go. My most hated sports character, and because I'm just. This was a toss up because I could have gone either way, but because I'm a golf guy. I went with Shooter McGavin. Okay. I didn't know there. I, I do think I'm going to get one of your top fives. I have it in my head. All right. Um, but, I mean, Shooter McGavin just pissed me off. He just, as, as a guy, I think he's a great guy. As, as On Twitter, he's hysterical. But as a character. he's the character the whole time. He's just an asshole as a character. Yeah. He's a prick. The gold, ja the gold jacket thing. Are you still a huge like Tiger stan? I mean, I might might have been a little hard during his inner inner uh, Hall of Fame induction the other night, but yeah, he's so my you guy. Just you just get rid of the fact that he's just like an all time piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My turn. Yeah. I told you, my number one is going to shock you, and I've had this for a while. Grandpa Wait, hold on. Go oh, go ahead. I don't think you'll ever get it. No, you're right. I probably won't. 
It's Grandpa, fictional. Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. I have him in my top five. That fucking piece of shit laid he, in bed his entire no, life. Then all of a sudden, Charlie comes home with a golden chicken. And he starts doing the fucking Irish jig. Yep. Get your ass out there. Get a job and maybe get a fucking house that has more than seven bedrooms in one room, Grandpa Joe. He was my number five, which I have an alternate for number five now as well. So I'm glad you did say him. Oh, did you ever listen to the rankum we did of top five tag teams? No. My buddy Kyle, one of my best friends, wanted to fight me after this. Because my old co-host, not only did he have crime time in his top five, he had Bailey and Sasha in his top five. I mean, oh. maybe maybe in other activities, but not Thank wrestling. Thank you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> maybe in a little, you get it. But, yeah. But Grandpa Joe was a piece of shit. He took advantage of Charlie, and I know damn well he probably diddled him at some point. I mean, it's 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 a strong strong possibility. I like, think that's. I, I think like, I'm never going to complain about that. But how did her naked naked's not leak yet? I don't know. I can't figure that Is one out. Is she still with that goofy dude? Yeah. Fucking A. Um, I think that was Grandpa Joe's long con, to be honest with you. It was. It, he I, was waiting listen. for Charlie to get the golden ticket, and then he stuck his finger in his ass. It, you do what you got to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I got no issues with that as number one because I had him at my number five. So I got, I got another number five. I had a backup that I was torn between, but I'm glad you said that one. I'm looking at my list. I think we definitely might have some. All right. Number two? Yep. As you know, my, my, my favorite TV show of all time is The Office. I think I know where you're going. I think I got this. I think. I, listen, there's about three. I have one Office character in my top five and two in my alternates. I have and two. I have two in my or one in my entire list. Who, who do you think my number two is? I can't tell you. Is it a female? It is not. Oh, I don't know then. I don't know. It's not. It's not Nellie. It's not Karen. No, I thought it was Jan. No, I I, I think Jan's kind of good looking. She's super good looking, but she was a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. But my number two was D'Angelo Vickers. Oh, really? Will, Will Ferrell in that show were four of the most unwatchable episodes. In I the have office to disagree. History. I hated him, hated every part of the inner circle. The best thing that happened is whenever he tried to dunk and broke his brain and got kicked off the show. You don't think it was funny when uh, he used to shit on Pam and Jim's baby? That that baby could be in the list of babies (laughs) I don't give a shit about. See? No. See? I hated him. It was, I was, I remember watching it live, whatever it was, 2000, probably 10, 9, 10, whatever it was that time. Maybe 11, whatever. I don't remember, but. It, they, those were four of the worst episodes ever that Will Ferrell signed on for. I'm so glad NBC opted not to make him the full-time manager. Oh, I know. They went with Andy, who's so fucking hilarious. I like Ed Helms. You fucking would. He sucks. They went, they went with James Spader and Robert California first. Andy who, is who? my number one worst character in Office history. I said it. Who's your number two? Let's go. First off, let's stay on the office. 
How many times would you say you watched the complete set of The Office? True? Yeah. No less than 30? Yeah. I'd say it's it's my show I put on at night. It's, listen, I got an office trivia calendar. So do I, do I have that on my desk at work? I won't, we're at March 13th, whatever the hell this weekend's going to be. I've only missed two all year so far. Really? Yep. So did I. Two, you know what happened? My supervisor at work for me, she was sitting there. I'm like, you know what? She started going through them, and I, I went on like a fuck, fucking like 30-day streak. I'm like, yeah, keep going. Some are just like crazy, though. And um, and sadly, I know most of them. And the sad part is right now, and I, I can honestly admit it, and I know Erica laughs at me and hates it too, is that and now it's on two channels at night, and I so, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to watch more. You don't have Peacock? Huh? You don't have Peacock? Oh, I do. No, I do, but it's on also it's on it's on freeform and it's on Comedy Central at the same time. And I'm like, do I want to watch this episode or I want to watch this episode? Who who's your favorite office character? You can't pick Michael Dwight or Jim. Jim wouldn't be my favorite. My favorite office character? It was it wasn't even one of those three. Kevin. Kevin's my favorite character. And I listened to the whole podcast that he did, the office deep dive, and now he's got a new one going. He, Brian Baum—he's Brian Baumgartner is a genius. He's a creative genius. He, uh, I, I think one of my you remember you remember when uh, I'll say it PC. Remember when uh, they pretended uh to tell Holly that he was uh, mentally challenged? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think I don't know? was like, "Are you stupid?" She's like, "You don't say that to him. You don't call Dude, him. That. Don't say that." And she sucked too. Holly sucked. Michael and the Michael and Holly dynamic was awful. Yeah. And Amy Ryan is a great actress, and obviously Steve Carell is phenomenal too. But those yeah. two together didn't didn't really work that well. Did you ever see Steve Carell on that show on YouTube between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis? Oh. I'll send you the clip at dude. It is fucking hilarious. Cause it's like Zach Galifianakis hosts like this fake talk show. And like he just berates these people that come on there. It's fucking great. My number two. I came up with this today sitting at my desk, Nick. Because you started talking about sports characters. And I thought one from quite possibly, actually, it is my favorite, but maybe the greatest sports movie of all time. Do you know who I'm going to say? He's on my list, too, and if you say it, I'm going to be pissed. Is it a football movie? It is. Is it a high school football movie? It is not. Okay. I'm going the fucking Rudiger brothers. Rudy's they hated brothers. Rudy. Oh, you know, does that count? Because technically it's real. No, it it, it does. It, it shouldn't count well, because well, it's a Joe, Joe Montana doesn't say it's real. Don't you don't don't put Frank in that category because that was a true story. Have you have you watched the documentary, the Joe Montana documentary? Oh, it's, I've only seen the first like two or three. It's tremendous. It's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Second best sports documentary I've ever seen. It's so good. Um, can I explain why they're shit bags? I mean, you have to pick a number two because they're not fictional. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I'll pick another another number two. Ooh, let's see. I got a big old list here. It's like oh no, hobby. no. Ex- explain why they're shit bags first, then pick a new number two. First off, fucking his one brother Frank. What a piece of shit he was. He fucking Rudy was on the football team. He's like, you never see you on the sidelines. He was rooting against Rudy so fucking hard. Then the one time Rudy comes home for fucking Christmas and his brother's snogging his ex-girlfriend. 
<laughs> what a piece of shit. And it was like so low key. Like his girlfriend showed up with his brother and he, she's like, sorry, Rudy. What a bitch. Now I got to pick a number two because you got to play semantics. It's not, a, it's not fictional. Hmm. All it is, ask Joe Montana. I'm going. Don't Janice. think too hard. Just move your number three up to number two and then pick a new number five. It's very I'm going, I'm going Janice Soprano. Janice is a good one. She, she was a, the fucking C, worst. She was a C word. There's no doubt about it. She bled Tony. And then, don't get me wrong, when she killed, uh, who was it? Uh, who was the guy she killed? April, Richie. Richie, Richie was Richie. a piece yeah. of shit too. Yeah. I do have another Sopranos character, but it'll probably be in my honorable mention. Jackie was a piece of shit. I hated her and I'm so mad she never got murdered. I actually <laughs> wanted Carmela to be murdered too because she would fuck with Tony. Can I tell you one of I, I actually the year so of the Carmela's pain, Carmela's another one of your is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Um we'll get to honorable mentions after our top five. Um <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, the year uh, the, the pandemic had actually started. I actually rewatched most of the Sopranos. Fucking Carmelo's such a bitch. How about there? My, one of my some of the dumbest scenes are my favorite scenes of Sopranos. Like there was one night where Tony came home, and she's like, "Hey, Tony, how's it going?" He's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "What?" She goes, "What's wrong with you?" She goes, "I want." He's like, "I work all day. I want a little smoked turkey in the house. Why can't I get smoked turkey?" And that was literally the entire scene. She's like, what the fuck is your problem? That is great. What's your number three? All right. My number three, it's a big curveball here. Another show that I've I've watched since for 20 years. It took a couple years off because it got in trouble, but I'm going to go family. No, I think I know what you're going to say. I'm going to go family guy, and I'm put Brian Griffin on. I got Brian Griffin on the list. Yeah, are you going to give all the reasons Quagmire names? <laughs> I mean, those are a bunch of them. But dude, what like what friend that's a good friend of yours would always try to bang your wife? None. None. I mean, it's which is awesome to know that I have good friends because honestly, you probably could have snogged my ex-wife easy. <laughs> but Brian was legit piece of shit, and and he's he... like a liberal asshole too. Oh. I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to get into politics right now, but yeah, he is. Oh no, I hate liberals. I hate Republicans too. So we can do it. That's fine. I'm a, I'm an independent, so I can go both sides. Mm. That's what I've always respected about you. I don't um, go both ways. I don't go both ways, bro. Oh, there is the one you remember? Like they were trying to basically say, like he just goes against whatever's popular, and they're like, "What'd you think about Titanic, Brian?" He's like, "Hated it. Awful." <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the movie they finally said. He's like, "Actually." Not bad. It was like a terrible fucking movie. My turn? Yep. Number three. I could honestly put this stupid bitch at number one. Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Gemma Teller. That was a good one. Not only was she an awful piece of shit, but towards the end of the episodes, we had to hear her terrible music in the background. What are we... Like, she killed Jax's wife. Yeah. This show was in a, probably one, in, in a sink. In a sink. What a bit. This show was probably one of the only shows where like people would die and they'd be like, oh my God, no. 
and I would get like sad, like, and I'd have to start watching it. I'd be like, dude, they got to get revenge for Opie. Like they got to go fuck people up. You keep putting your hand underneath your nuts and smelling it. No. Oh, I don't do that either. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you do. Don't lie. Gemma was the worst. And I can, it was, it was close. Cause I hated, what's his name too. I hated Clay too. Yep. Gemma no, sucks. That's, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good move. Cause now that, that kind of segues into a similar series of someone who I kind I had borderline, but I've officially moved into my top five and it's going to be my new number four. Breaking bad. Never saw it. All right. We'll go, we'll go a different route. Then. No, no, you can go. You can go. No, it's not. It's not fun if you don't watch it. Well, that's your. You should have watched it. You, you. All right. You need to watch it. All right. Shit. But um, all right. I'm gonna go back to sports here then. Where I, I thought Russ you were, Tyler. Where I thought you were going earlier. We talked about football. Coach Bud Kilmer. Fuck. What a piece of shit. He was the last guy on my list because you brought up sports today. I'm like. What a dirtbag. Didn't he go crazy? He, he really was. You think he, he killed himself? He had to have. Yeah. What, what, why else? What are you? What is so glorious about high school football? Do you have to do all this shady shit? You got to inject Paul Walker with, with cortisone shots to get him through a game, and he can't walk. We miss you, Paul. You got, freaking, you got freaking James Vanderbeek, whatever the hell show other show he was on, Dawson's Creek there. Oh, don't act like you don't know the creek. I don't. I've never watched an episode. <laughs> and if you nor should you have. I just know the theme song, and I think I might play it at the end of this. That's a great that it's a great pick. The only reason he wasn't in my top ten is literally because I put him on today. Um he sucked, dude. You know what's crazy? To think that, like, there's probably some high school coaches in Texas who do that shit. 100%. Uh, there, there's, there's more people at a high school football game in Texas than there are at a lot of college football games in the Northeast. Or Sabres games. Well, that's a given. Now, last night, we packed that place with 4,000 strong. Yeah, and there'll be 1,600 tomorrow night. Uh, maybe. I don't, even know if they're I don't even know if they're home. Yeah, me playing. neither, and I'm a Sabres <laughs> fan. My turn? Yep. Hmm. You took Brian. Okay. Okay. I got to do it. I got to do it, Nick. I got to do it. From the most overrated show of all time. Everybody thinks it's funny. It's fucking terrible. I'm going to go the entire Wait, wait, wait. What's the name of the show? I can't tell you. Before you... Oh. Because it's the whole fucking show. It's the entire cast. Oh, so you, I, I, it, it's... You know what it is. It's Cobra Kai is what you're going with. Oh, I've never seen that in my life. Well, oh, that's actually pretty good. But I thought I thought that's where you are going. You tried to think whole, whole cast. What whole cast? You know what? No, I'm going to skip that. Because that's a are cop out. That's a cop out. I'll say that in my honorable mentions. I'm going with Zach Morris. He was a dirtbag. He was. He tried banging Screech's love interest, which 
in fairness to Zach, she's fair game. She didn't want a bone screech, so Zach could have got in there if he wanted to. A little vanilla swirl. Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. I wonder if she's hot still. Huh. I don't know. Zach Morris was a piece of shit, dude. He was. Always stopping time and shit. He's an asshole. AC Slater should have fucking pumped him with his penis. But AC Slater gets relegated to backstage duties on some WWE shows now on pay-per-view. He's probably making a shit ton of money somehow. Absolutely. And then WWE will release 50 wrestlers next week. Yeah, I mean, you do what you got to do. Okay. Oh, where are we at? Four, five? I five. don't know. We'll keep going. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm still trying to think of what show you're thinking was most already cast. Oh, I'll say it in my honorable mention. Just the worst show of all time. And I will fight to the death. Very popular show, but the worst show of all time. A lot of people compare it to The Office, Nick. Talk about Parks and Rec. I'm not. That's a great show. Don't don't go Brooklyn Nine Nine on me. That's an okay show too. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back here. I'm gonna go Parks and Rec. I got Jeremy Jam in my list too. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! But a dirt bag. Derby, Jeremy Jam was a dirt bag. He really was. <laughs> you remember when they went to his house? You got jammed. You remember when they went to his house and Leslie goes, "Is that a picture of Michelle Wee in a bikini?" Yeah. And he's like, yeah, photoshopped it. <laughs> he was great, man. He was talking about one of his buddies wants to get him on uh, something. I think the the town council or some shit. He's like, you'd love this guy. He goes, beat red gums. He goes, <laughs> you. <sighs> I can't think of what show that you're talking about. Right now. I'm so confused right well, now. I'll hit it. I'll hit it in the honorable mentions. Is it my turn? Yep. Or do you want to expand on your Jeremy Jam pick? No, I don't need to. I don't need to expand anymore. He sucked. He was a piece of shit. He somehow was a councilman that had some sort of say in the show, and like, just was not a good person. Um, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? I never did. Okay, I'll pick another one. I, I didn't think you did. Another one. Another one I watched like during the pandemic because you know I couldn't leave or do things. Um, right. Okay, I'll go movies. I'm gonna go Warren Norton. No, Warren. Warren. I I I might be a little drunk. Warren Norton is from Shawshank. I know where you're piece going. Piece of shit. Yep. Piece of shit. But not he that Hadley. Andy cleared of his name. But Hadley that... wasn't any better though. Hadley wasn't any better. Who? The prison guard. The the captain, Captain Hadley. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't any better. He was a piece of shit as well, Nick. But he wasn't calling the shots. Nope. Nope. Warren he had Norton to, was a he had piece the, of shit. He had the chance to get Andy cleared and mm-hmm. decided to freaking shoot that young kid anyway. Yeah, murder fucking Chops McGee. Yeah. I don't remember his name. He just had great side rooms. You got some honorable oh. mentions? I know I you got do. Honorable well, me too, me uh, too. I mean, some honorable mentions I had. Did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I've watched it. The Vulture. Mayhem. <laughs> he was not a good guy. You know, I love the black-haired girl on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Rosa? I think she would dominate me, and I love it. Yeah, she would. Like, she'd let me spit in her mouth and shit. Like, real classy broad. 
Yep. Other honorable mention I had. I mean, I had Grandpa go, yep. Joe. Honorable Grandpa Joe. There's no doubt you had him too. Um, I'm gonna go back to the office. Ryan Howard, piece of shit. Real piece of shit. Charles Minor. I love Idris Elba. Charles Minor, piece of he shit. He was a piece of shit. Nobody yep. understand. He nope. wasn't a great character. He was just a dick. Like, I understand his TV, but every time he was on, I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Um, you didn't watch Breaking Bad, but Skylar White, Walter White's wife, she was, was she, she was not? a piece of shit. She tried to do it. Why? Um, why would you, you got to explain to me now? Why was she a piece of shit? She tried. She tr- found out what was going on, and she wanted to crush it. The guy's dying. And is trying to find a way to make money to pay his bills whenever he dies. And she's all against it because her brother's an FBI or DEA agent, whatever the hell he is. Is that on Hulu? And it's on Hulu, right? Uh, it might be. Maybe I'll watch that tonight when, until I pass out. It's a good show. Um, other honorable mentions. Right. I'm going to pull out Mr. Henry Rolling Gardner, but not, not Rookie of the Year Henry Rolling Gardner. Jack Bradfield, Mr. Fish. They, want, they were trying out there to screw Henry, they what? tried the Pepsi contract and Rookie of the Year. Oh, they, wanted to, they wanted to sell. They wanted to sell gonna, Henry. Henry his, the Yankees. His mother's girl. His mother's boyfriend. Yes, I yep, was going to put him on the list. They were going to sell Henry to the Yankees, and then she punched him, and he fell out the door. Um, two more honorable mentions. Well, three technically. Um, I got Clubber Lang and Ivan Drago on there because how are you going to root against Rocky? And then, well, right now it's pretty easy to root against Russians. So. Yeah. And then, <laughs> arguably my favorite sports movie of all time, Major Rudy? League. Major League. I'm putting Rachel Phelps on there. Thank you. I was, she was on my list, too. Yep. All right, my honorable mentions. Another one, like I said, from The Sopranos, Ralph Cifaretto. He yeah, was, Ralph, was not, Ralph, Ralph was not a good guy. And to be honest with you, I didn't put him on the list, but AJ, I fucking hated AJ. When he tried drowning himself in the pool, I thought that was the end, and I was super stoked. He tried to make that. He tried to make everything about him because crying. You have the keys to the kingdom. Whenever your father dies, stop screwing it up. He was awful. Uh, Jan. Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up though. Meadow was not awful. She still got it too. Damian Sigler is still got it. Yeah, Jan from the office. We talked about constant piece of shit. Always but trying to get. Like whenever she, one of my favorite lines in office history was when she was pregnant and Michael goes, is it mine? She goes, no, it's not yours. She goes, he goes, you cheated on me when I explicitly told you not to. <laughs> Great line. Um, I'm going ginger. Wait, Montana. Did, you, did you, did you ask your ex-wife that? I did. She signed the contract too. It's all in void. <laughs> did you ever hear a funny ex-wife story? Um, I'm supposed to go to the Comets game tomorrow night, depending on how much snow we get. Um, just because they're playing Rochester, so I want to see UPL play their goalie. Um, did you ever hear about when she threw me a surprise party? Oh, at, at the Comets game on the stage there. Oh, yeah, I came. I paid for it. Best birthday party I ever threw myself. <laughs> It was fun. I don't remember leaving, but it seemed fun. Do you know the thing about that, by the way, the stage? If you, like, have a, a cooler full of beer, like, you could take it because you paid yeah. for it, which I wish somebody would have told me. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been on that stage one time. It was um, 
it was so it had to be December third. It was the day after Parnell had passed. They did a dedication ceremony, a uh, moment of silence there. And one of the uh, the guys who had the tickets to the stage, he reached out to me, said, "Hey, you can get 20, 30 alumni here for a moment of silence tonight." So I called all. We were got, you like? Were you like? Yeah, easily. I mean, I I called the I called all the local ones. We ended up getting about. 20 and then the then the actual lacrosse team came and we filled up the stage and it was and we had the food we had the beers everything it was it was nice it's the only time i've ever been on that stage it was actually really nice i want you to hold that um ginger mckenna robert de niro's wife in casino oh yeah yeah, yeah. she She, was a dude that dude she was fucking she's a money-grubbing whore she was a piece of shit um i had brian from family guy i had bud kilmer Damn, you took some of mine. And you're ready for the one you wouldn't guess? I'm going. The entire cast of Friends. The most overrated show of all time. Every time I watch it, I'm like, which one's the funny one? Can I be honest with you? You like Friends. I've never watched an episode. I have no desire to watch an episode. I'm 35, Nick. The show ended in, I think, 2006. I've watched about a good hour's worth. But this was an awesome rankum. I did want to do something here. Nick, we lost a good buddy back in, what was it, December, November? December 2nd, yep. I want to hear some good Parnell stories. I got a couple, mainly. I mean, you probably have way more than I do. He was the fucking man. Huge cock on him. That's not true. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Mike was the class of all men you come across. And he is, he'd give you the shirt off your back. He'd give you, he'd t- just to wipe your ass with. I mean, it was, he'd do anything for anyone. It was, I mean, I, I guess I was fortunate enough and unfortunate enough both. Um, to be holding his hand uh, when he passed um, in the ICU, but it's what he's done for me as a friend, as a coach, as a mentor um, goes beyond words you can even think of. He, I mean, I think my favorite Mike story that I revert back to was when I was Early in my graduate assistant uh, with him, I broke the unwritten rule of uh, dating students, student athletes at the time. That's my boy. And, <laughs> um, Plus, secondly, he's gone now, dude. Don't blame Parnell for the man you've become. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, anyway, going back to that, <laughs> she, she was a uh, hockey player on the female, on the women's team. Thank you and- for <laughs> Not on the men's team. <laughs> um, You're like he was and, cute too, though. Yeah, he was. He was good looking. And it was New Year's Eve. We went out to dinner. Uh, we had a good night, and we were just going to go to the Killer Brew and have a drink and uh, um, just cap off the night. And Parnell, wait, wait that. a minute, wait a minute. You decided it was a good idea to go to the Killer Brew, a bar Parnell frequented. With a girl you knew you weren't supposed to be hanging out with. 
Oh, no, he knew. It was okay. He didn't care. You're anyway. Yeah. Well, that's not uncommon. You're like, that has nothing to do with this story. <laughs> that's common now. But uh, so we go there, having a drink, just relaxing. And Parnell comes in about eh, 15 minutes later. He went to dinner with uh, one of our other good buddies and his now current, or now ex-wife at the time. Been there. Or now, now current ex-wife, current wife at the time. Uh, they went out to dinner. Uh, they were coming in for a nightcap too. And uh, my, our buddy looks at us and says, tag, you're it. So when Mike drinks gin, uh, Mike, uh, Mike turned into a different person when he drank gin. So he got, <laughs> they were having dinner and he was drinking Bombay and tonics, came to the bar and uh, Jonesy says to me, tag, you're it. Um, so we're at the bar having a drink and Parnell goes behind the bar and starts grabbing shot glasses, legit glasses, and just tossing them all over the place. And uh, Erica, who was bartending at the time, said, Parnell, seat, sit now, like he was a dog. And he did for about 30 seconds. And then he says, Nick, I got to show you something. All right. Well, Mike decided he's going to take his nutsack out. I knew you were going to say that. That's tremendous. He chased me around the bar holding his nuts in his hand for a good two to three minutes. We looped all the way through the back room, through the far end of the bar, back to the front of the bar, went outside, still chasing me with it, comes back in the other door, and until I finally just turned around and smacked him, and he had to – Freeze up for a minute and then sat back down. You know what the best is, too? It was New Year's Eve, so that psychopath probably had flip-flops on, too. No, no, he was actually good. They You're went like, to no, he had, he had team-issued sneakers on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was third-wheeling at a nice dinner at Del Bono, so he actually put pants and shoes on. What? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, his shoes were like slip-on shoes, because <laughs> I don't know if Mike could tie his shoes, but... Um, Nope, he uh, he chased me around the Killebrew with his nuts in his hand for a couple minutes on New Year's Eve. I fully love the fact about him and you, for instance, that I gave you guys free food for like four fucking years. And then whenever I'd get you see the cross carry, be like, yeah, I found this in the closet. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> fucking game used Utica lacrosse shirts. But he would always, what's it called, dude? Every year, Tark Palooza, like, I like, even if I didn't talk to him for a year, I'd be like, Hey coach, do you think he'd donate anything helmet? He seemed like he kind of like, you know what the thing with Parnell was? He kind of reminded me of my father. Um, because like he tried to act like a hard ass, but he wasn't. He, 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 they was, he, he, he played it perfectly with the fact that he could get after you as hard as you wanted out on the field and life. But if you come into the office and sit, He's going to do anything he can to help you do whatever you can to get you through school, get you through life, talk to you man to man. Well, when I came back to Utica, you weren't, I don't even think you were there at the time to be honest with you, but like my dad had just passed away in 2016. I barely saw Parnell. He never came down, but he like came up to me, came out of his way to come up to me because obviously he had been through the same shit. Oh, it's, uh, you know, so he's like, if you ever need to talk, I'm like, I'm not talking to you, you fucking pedophile. <laughs> no, he, uh, no, and I left, I left in 2014 and, uh, 
I said, Mike and I always remained close. We lived a mile and a half apart from each other. Every time he'd go somewhere, he'd call me to let his dog out. Um, and we had a good relationship. Um, and the last time, I mean, I really hung out with Mike, I guess I didn't appreciate it enough. Cause, uh, you never do, dude. No. And it's, you know? it was, it was early on in November. It was that first weekend this past November. And we, uh, on Saturday, we drove down to, uh, there's a recruiting, there was a, the Tully cornfield classic down in Tully. Um, so him and I drove down together. We met uh, Sean Behan there and yep. uh, Brandon Miziak. Who, Sean's the Medai coach now, and Brandon's the Poly coach. Good dudes. And then that, that was on a Saturday. Great, great dudes. I mean, Sean. I Sean is one of my. I I, I try to look after Sean like he's my son. I mean, he's. Can you do you see what you've done to me, by the way? Oh, let me finish first before I, wait, I do. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I used to fucking hate every goddamn lacrosse player ever. Now I'm like, yeah, they're good guys. Motherfucker. And then after that tournament, the next morning, we, we were decided. So Parnell went that Saturday, him and his wife, when we got back from Tully, went to a surprise 40th birthday party for Saint at One Jenny, which is a place that I don't enjoy at all. So I didn't. But uh, he, I, I he, like One Jenny. He texted me at like seven o'clock that night and said, Are we going tomorrow? I said, Mike, I'm in. So. We left at 5 a.m. for a tournament at UMass the next day. So we drove him and I drove out. Then that was the last time we really truly hung out was driving out to UMass and recruiting and coming back. We spent seven and a half, eight hours in the car together. We talked about everything that we'd been through since I was even a his a player for him. The fact that his first head coaching experience was a fall scrimmage that I got knocked unconscious because I got sucker punched in a scrimmage up in Potsdam. And I was in the hospital. That's awesome. That was his first head coaching game. And that was 2005. And we talked about just things we coached together, things we just sat around and did. We talked about coming to see you and jerk off and break around with you all day and all that stuff. And We did jerk off a lot. I mean, we, each, each other, yes. Yeah. But, um, we called it the triangle offense. Right. <laughs> But, I mean, we talked about everything under the sun. We talked about when I left how Joey Shane took over for a year and then Sean took over and, Brent and Miz did. And, like, these young kids that we just kind of helped mold. And I guess I just at the time, I, I sat there and thought about it that night in the hospital whenever I got the call that they were prepping to pull the plug on him that I just didn't appreciate enough at the time. And I just sat there and I, I talked with him during that, and it was – I, I still sit and think about it. I get goosebumps just thinking about it now. That the other day, three months passed. They did a candlelight vigil before the night before the first game, and it just—I mean, he's—he's he's one of those people that he'll all like. It's a—he's it, like your father. I mean, I—I I, I don't want to say it to you because I know you your father passed a few years ago, and well, he just did it to leave my mother. But I mean. I, I can't, <laughs> but that's, that's the type of guy Mike was. And that's what, it's what he's meant and does mean to me is just that he, he was, he was there for me through some dark times. I went through um, a pretty rough breakup about five, six years ago yep. and him and I, he's like, you know what? I'm going on a re uh, recruiting trip down to Baltimore. He said, you want to just come with me? We got in the car. I went, I got in the car and went with him for, for two days, just down to Baltimore, just to kind of clear my head 
and we just sat and talked and it was, that's the kind of guy he was. And he always will be. That's just holds that special heart, us place in your heart. I loved the motherfucker because like, he didn't have to say anything. He could just, you know, he used to do it. Like I didn't have anything to say. He just like, give me a quick go Irish. I'm like, you're a psychopath. Like you're a crazy person. <laughs> Like, oh, and, the, and and said his favorite thing would be to do during football season. First off, whenever he played fantasy football, he, he was a semi-Bucks fan. I guess you could call it because he was a John Gruden fan. Yeah. So he said, John Gruden, <laughs> Mike Alston, right I, now. I, I got my Super Bowl. <laughs> That's all he kept saying. But I'd have to run his fantasy team for him because he had no idea what the hell was going on. And we sit there and talk football the entire – like sit in the office for an hour every morning going over fantasy stuff. But nothing made him happier than calling some of our alumni like Mick and Bruce and Travis and those guys that were diehard Bills fans after the Bills lost. And he'd just sit there, just call them, and they would say, basically say, fuck you, and hang up the phone to him. And he'd just sit there and laugh the entire time. Dude, he was. Like, when when you say, like, he'd give you the shirt off his back, like, again, it reminds me of my father because, like, Parnell was the kind of dude, like, if you needed $20 – and he only had 10, somehow he would give you $20. Um, yeah, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> but he was our piece of shit. Right. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say, like when I, I still think you're putting your hands under your nuts and smelling them. And that's fine, oh. Nick. Just say it. Wait, hold on, let me. All right, that time I really did. Smell like blue cheese. I I can't smell. I haven't been able to smell since I for like since winter time. What was it December? So what are we on? 16, 8, 8, 16, 17 months now was the last time I was really gonna smell. Able yeah, to smell. I'll be honest with you. Whenever I take a shower in the morning, it's just me blowing snot rockets because my fucking sinus is so fucked up in the wintertime. But I, I, I do thank Parnell for all the fucking secondhand uh, UC lacrosse gear I got. Some of it <laughs> probably worn by you. Like I remember you gave me shirts one day and it was like, it had like a number, it was like a, a dry fit and it had like a number seven on the back. I'm like, I think this was worn before. <laughs> no, that, the, I, honestly, honestly, those were numbers. So we, every order, every year we'd order numbers one through 45 and whichever numbers we didn't have used that year, we just kept in the closet to give away to the people. Well, I'm glad I got some. So they weren't secondhand. They were just not worn. Dude, he, he, he was the fucking man though, dude. I remember I you know what I used to love with you when I used to just make you random shit for Pioneer. <laughs> it was like, dude, I used to make you some fucking shit. Like, like you're that's like, why dude, I look the way I do now. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Dude, I'd hit you if I was if I went that way. Yeah, it's like uh what's it 40 old virgin? Yeah, you got nice feminine features. Really easy. Yeah, you got very soft. I like that. I like to throw a ruse on you, tuck your sack back. He goes, you know who I like? You're gonna think I'm crazy, but Gina. Gina. But I, to be honest with you, your sister actually texted me that day to tell me, and she it was kind of like I don't know much. Just wait for Nick to call you, and it was kind of like I was like floored because, like, I I think you and I know like we're coming to the point in our life where, and we shouldn't be. Because you're 36, I'm 35. We shouldn't be getting to the point where people are dying. You know what I mean? 
Like, and when she said that about Parnell, I had just gotten home from work. I was like, what the, it was a Friday. I think when she said, I think. It was a Wednesday, whenever Tuesday, he, I mean, the official Tuesday, he had a heart attack and then was registering zero brain activity. Wednesday, he was in there. And Thursday, Thursday night, uh, they pulled the plug. And I said, I, I, I was so numb at that point that I didn't really know. I called four people, five people. And I called Sean Behan and Brandon Meziak because they were his other two assistants after me. I called Gary Jackson, our, our old time guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I called uh, Greg Jones, our, one, of our, one of our best men. Jones is my golf partner and the one that brought Parnell to the bar that night on New Year's Eve. It was with him at dinner. And I called my sister. I said, I was just, I, I think I sat there and at the bar and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't process it until the, um, after the night pulled the plug and I just, I drove away that night and I went back home and I just sat there and it just, it, it still hadn't hit me yet that until we got to the funeral home and I saw well, I mean, he, I saw his picture and stuff. So yeah, obviously Mike had been cremated, um, that it didn't really hit me. And then I started seeing some of the people that I hadn't seen in over a decade yep. show up for him. And just the amount of people that he touched throughout his life was immeasurable. Like I know as hard as I took it, obviously his wife took it hard. Him and Saint were like brother and sister. And I know, and, to this day, I know Saint still thinks about every day just like I do. And it's just, I unfortunately didn't have the chance to work with Mike day to day the last six, seven years like she did. Right. Um, but those two were, they, they, I, I like to say back in the day that Mike and I shared a brain and we did. But <laughs> Sounds fucking awful, buddy. <laughs> it does. But when I left, I mean, I think my half of the brain got transferred over to her. And those two were just, to see those two interact with each other was special because they were brother and sister doing anything for each other. And like I said, I know she's hurting just like the rest of us are. And I know another one's Saint Saints, one of the greats. She is. I mean, um, I, I give, I get, I love Saint. She, she gave me my first coaching opportunity when Saint got hired in the summer of 2007, I think it was right after I graduated. Um, I was volunteering after I graduated uh, with Mike as a volunteer assistant in that fall. And Saint said to me, she's like, I need a grad assistant for the spring of, tw- of this season. And uh, she said, would you like to do it? And Saint and I went to high school together. She's a couple years older than me. You're like, I can't uh, do it. There's too many smokes on the team. Well, yes, but I still did. And uh, she gave me my start of my coaching official coaching career and uh, said, I'm grateful for that too. And uh, said she's, and now she's doing, she's doing great things. You see as the women's lacrosse coach as an associate or assistant athletic director. Uh, yeah. And she's, um, and she's, she's married now. She's got three kids and she's doing a great job as a mother and as a wife, as a coach. Um, and it's special for me from the outside, not seeing her day to day anymore, but to still see that. And I think, I think the thing that kind of sucks is that like 
really hit me was the fact that, I mean, you know Parnell. Parnell sometimes can be a miserable old man. But, like, towards the end, like, it was like dude was finally happy, found a girl that made him happy, was married, and then, like, it just ended. It's awful. I said, when I... When I first met Mike, I was 17 years old. So we're talking 20 years ago. He recruited me out of high school. What did he I was I know. I was all set, signed, all set to go to Mercyhurst, go play Division II lacrosse, accept my scholarship, go there. Um, then I went there for one more final recruiting day for a, uh, a bunch of Syracuse guys. They had a Syracuse recruiting day. So it was me from CNS, a couple of kids from Jenny, um, JD FM. So I was kind of the P on that day and I just didn't have a good vibe. And my mom still breaks my balls about it, that we lost our $500 dorm deposit or tuition deposit, whatever the hell it was, because I, I reneged on my signing my LOI. Did you ever pay her back? No, of course not. <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> but, uh, once I decided not to go to Mercyhurst, I, uh, Mike called me again and said, really like you to come visit Utica. And I did. Um, and I had a great visit. I had a really great visit. But, uh, <laughs> um, and then I decided, I, I said. I don't like how you laughed, you sick fuck. <laughs> did Parnell touch you? I, no. Because um, he's but, touched uh, me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he has. It was super consensual. But I was I was excited because I'm like Mike's an Mike had a great offensive mind and I'm like I, I can go be play for this guy, and then I said all right I'm coming to Utica I get there and Mike left and uh, Mike went to Colgate tried the Division One game the D one assistant I, I, at Col- I genuinely didn't know that so so in my freshman year so the 2004 season 2003 2004. Mike was at Colgate for a year as an assistant. And I guess the plan was for Mike to come back after that year, get a little experience in the D one level and be the head coach next year. Um, And then from what I understand, uh, Tim decided to stay one more year. So uh, it didn't work out. So Mike was jobless at that point. So Tim got Mike a job on uh, his brother's staff uh brother scott was the coach at brown university so mike went and coached in the ivy league as an, as an assistant for one more year are they d1 too yes yeah and uh and then tim decided that year it was time for him to step down after he built it so they opened it up and uh they had the hiring committee they had two lacrosse representatives on there was a senior coming into that class and my set I was one of the two. I was the junior elective, and uh, Blake Bernard was our senior elective to be the students on that um, hiring committee. And uh, after all the interviews were done, Blake and I gave our two cents and knew that it was it was time for Mike to come back home. And uh, Mike got hired that summer in 2005, and I got to play. I got to play for Mike. Um, until I graduated in May of 07. So I got to play for Tim for two years and Mike for two years. And um, Mike made a move for me that I, that I don't know if Tim saw, or if it, maybe it just wasn't that um, needed at that point, I guess is the word is that 
when Mike got there, there was a need for another long stick midi in the program. Uh, they were kind of shorthanded. And Mike said, uh, Benny Shane was the assistant at the time, said, Mike said to, that Benny had said he's seen you play long stick and he thinks you can do it. Is this something you want to be do? And I said, uh, Mike, I'll do anything I can to get on the field. I said, I don't, because my first two years, I was that extra guy in the midfield line. Like in college, you run one, maybe two midfield lines. My freshman year, I was the seventh guy. My sophomore year, I was the fourth guy. So I was that extra guy. I was getting like one every three to four runs. And I said, I'll do whatever I can to get on the field more. So I transitioned to long stick midi, became an all-conference player um, because, because Mike said he th- that him and Ben thought that there was something I could do to get on the field. And, uh, and now I said, like, I've seen the game from both sides, the offensive and defensive side, and I would have never seen it from that side if it wasn't for Mike because he transitioned me to a defensive player. And to this day – I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn because, you know, I do that enough. Um, I'm still the all-time leading scorer as a defensive player in Utica College history, or now Utica University. Um, all be- and that was in two years, all because Mike had the thought and recognition that there's a, there's a place for me on the field. It may not be scoring goals as an offensive player, but I got to be on the field. And, and he saw that. Benny Shane saw that. And uh, it's, it's something like I said, I'll never forget. I mean, that was, what, 15 years ago? Oh, Jesus Christ, 15 years ago. Oh, good Lord. We're old. <laughs> but uh, two, two more questions before we go. Yeah. Um, who is the coach at Utica College right now? Uh, Justin Patterson. He, he was Mike's Justin assistant. Justin Patterson? Yeah. He's the center for Notre Dame. He's probably not the same size. Might be a different um, guy. It's such a generic, just a generic name. It must be. Uh, Justin's a great guy. Um, I reached out. Justin and I uh, spoke a lot around the time that Mike wasn't doing well. And um, the night that Mike and I, or the night that Mike passed, I, uh, sorry. Don't apologize. I, uh, I spoke to Justin that night and I said, I know Friday mornings you guys do the 6 a.m. workouts. Um, now, was he, was he an assistant? He was Mike's assistant. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, he got promoted to interim and you know what his first, his first head coaching debut, he got a win. So I mean, good for him. Um, and I, so I said, do you mind if I come speak to your team at that 6am workout? I said, I, I love that. Yeah. You and, told uh, me that. Yeah. And I said, I'm like, I, I went to that. I went to that that morning. It was, uh, it was December 3rd because Mike passed on the second. It was the next morning. I said, I know you guys know Mike, Parnell, the coach, but you don't know Mike Parnell, the man. Let me tell you a little bit about that. And uh, I talked to him and to them for about eh, maybe 10, 15 minutes and just said, like, this is this was Mike's family. This is what Mike did. Mike lost both of his parents when he was in college. I said, Mike the, lives and breathes Utica College lacrosse. And live it, love it, baby. It's live it, love it. And I know um, they're, they're planning something special. Uh, for him on April 23rd after their uh, game against Alfred. So I, I, I haven't, I have a guess of what's going to happen, but I don't know for sure that day. Um, I, I said, I've been, I went and saw their first game. Uh, they played Polly. I went and talked to Justin before the game. And I said, listen, I'm here. For anything you need to say. And then 
they were playing Polly and Miz was the coach. So Miz and I had a good little moment of silence and a little cry before the game too. Um, so it was, it was tough, but I felt it was necessary. And I know uh, this coming Monday, the 14th, uh, Shawnee Behan's coming with his team at Madai to come to UC. They had to postpone the game last Saturday uh, because he had a couple guys in injury and he's got a small roster. So they, they couldn't make the trip, but Sean and I talked earlier. Uh, yes, we, we talk almost every day now and uh, they're coming Monday. So I'll be out at that game Monday afternoon at the stadium. And just to, cause I know Sean, it's going to be tough for Sean to return to that field too. And said, he's like my little brother and I want to be there for him too. Um, last one. This is going to be tough. Ugh. G- genuinely like this is, do you think, I, I know you're the coach at MV head coach. Do you think you could have been a coach without coach Barnell? It's, it's, that's not a tough question. It's, it's, it's an absolute no. Mike was my pure mentor. Um, and there's nothing, I mean, I had coached youth stuff before that and camps and clinics and all that stuff, but to develop into a college coach, learning some of the things that from him that I would have learned, it's just, you, you couldn't learn it without going through it. And, and I guess, I give Mike a lot. I give Mike all the credit in that. The fact that he made me make decisions that he would have to make because, because he wanted me, he, he, he saw potential in me of being a future head coach. And he said, I want to see what you would do here. And he made me make decisions that I don't, I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but had, they, they were necessary to make. And he and he would say and he'd give his two cents afterwards he would say i agree with you or i would have done this this and this um but i said my 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 goal and and i feel personally i lived up to it was to was to make his life easy you you're as an assistant coach you got one job make the head coach look good and i mean he's a good looking and i was yeah i guess he was kind of good looking he was he's a good kisser yeah, I mean, he was a good kisser. Uh, I mean, he was short, too, so that was good for other things. But um, Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, my dad and him are looking down in disgust right now. Is it disgust or is it is it joy? <laughs> no, they're like, you were pretty good at that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, he... He shaped me into the man I am. He, Don't I mean, blame him for that. I said that. I know, but it's everything I do on the field as a coach, little things I picked up from him, even if it's something as simple as when you're going to call a timeout after the other team goes on a three-goal run, wait till just before the faceoff. So it gives your team a little more of a break. So you let them, after they score that goal, all right, I got to call a timeout. Nope. Let's let them catch their breath, go line up for the next face-off, get ready to go, hit the timeout right before the whistle. Gives them that extra 30, 40 seconds to, as, as to catch their win. Just little things like that. Just things that Mike taught me that I'm like, these are things I'm just going to keep in my back pocket for my life, for life. And it's just, it's rewarding know that knowing that Mike went into a program that Tim had laid the foundation for that he could build up 
And I went into a program that there really was no foundation for that I'm trying to build up and using his methods every day. There's, there's still things that I call the same calls, same play calls that he had. Like, I mean, Mike's first dog was Samson. Uh, we, I got a, and it was Samson and it was, and Samson was a bulldog. I got a man up play that Mike wrote called Samson. I got a man up play called bulldog, little things like that. I don't want to change the name because it, I feel like it wouldn't do justice if you change the name to Mike because it's what he we sit in the office, he just sit there and just draw all day and stuff. And he his mind thought differently than a lot of people's. And he'd he'd be proud of the legacy he left at that school right now. Oof. It was the last tough 20 minutes, no? I know. I just I, I was trying my best not to have a tear shed a tear. I I I only shed one. I, I, I wiped it pretty quick. I don't know, but it was, uh, it was, it was due. I mean, people need the listeners for this need to know the, the man that he was, and it was nothing short of spectacular. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Cheers up for coach. Yep. Hey, Thanks. good seeing you. Great talking to you. I love you, buddy. Love you too. Talk to you soon. Stay on for two seconds. I got to ask you a question. Oh boy. All right.